Back to another episode of Supercoach Insider. My name is Ben, and I am Chris. Hello, Chris. It's great to be back. It's good to have you back, mate. It was uh, it was a long week. Yes, <laughs> it took me about uh, seven hours to edit last week, which was really nice. So yeah, it's good. Yeah, I know, and I wish I could say oh, I listened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was well, too busy away, Chris, and I, I definitely stuffed up my team. I got mine back because you had to captain uh, Titchell, didn't you? Instead of Gorn. So. Yeah, if I had have listened, I would have taken your advice, but. <laughs> Um, I was uh, balls deep in margaritas. So, <laughs> and that's a drink, not a name. Uh, that's one um, way to freeze your balls. Oh. <laughs> Shaken, not stirred. Uh, yes. um, anyway, so uh, very good to be back. Uh, sorry I left you high and dry, Chris, but nah, um, thanks for flying the flag, holding the fort. I, I hope that uh, it was okay while, uh, while you were gone, but um, I think more importantly, you've got two weeks to catch us up with your scores. So uh, tell, us, tell us all how you went, mate. <laughs> Horribly. <laughs> Horribly. Uh, okay, so the, a couple of weeks ago, uh, I was away, obviously. Uh, story time. Fiji. Story time, boys and girls. Have a seat, uh, <laughs> especially if you're driving. Please stay seated. Um, anyway, so I had the VC on Gorn, and um, I was four minutes late to actually loopholing him as my VC. I was like, oh, it's fine. Fife's going to go absolutely ham Four against Brisbane anyway. Four minutes is nothing in Drunk Town. But in, no, it was in, nothing. But I was like, oh, it's damn it. Town, it's the, game, the game had... Anyway, so... Four minutes late, uh, couldn't have it, obviously. Um, so I was like, oh, I'll just ride the Fife train. And Fife got injured, so that hurt me badly. Very badly. So I went from like, I don't know, 2,600 or whatever it was to like 4,600. And I've taken another slip again this week, Chris. Um, basically, I... Well, pretty much. So Thursday night, the game Thursday started. Thursday night game. Thursday did you, night, did you I, remember there was a Thursday night no, game? No, I knew there was a Thursday night game. Put my tips in. I was like, right, Thursday night game. And uh, But the problem was we went out and it's two hours ahead there. So we went out for like all you can eat. It was like this, you know, by say all you can eat, it was like a $200 Australian seafood platter. Oh, wow. Okay. Like that feeds four. And it was huge. It was amazing. So we're ho- hoeing into that. The game already started. I was like, yeah, no worries. I'll just check the score and then come into it. And I left Heaney on field, which would have been okay. I was like, Heaney's on field. That's okay. I made a trade. Uh, so the next day, I told you, Chris, this is a funny part. So the next day, hungover is all hell. Like probably one of the most hungover I'd been in a while. And I'm sitting there looking at the teams going, oh, yeah, so I might do this. And I'll five, I need to get rid of five. So I was like, okay, well, maybe I'll put, I was like, yeah, you know what, Sloan. Sloan could go big. He could really challenge, you know, like challenge the people. So I put Sloan in my side. I put Jack Rewald in instead of um, Zach Giles Langdon. Oh, well, that's pretty good. I'll just I'll just make that change, and if I don't like it, I'll just reverse it before tonight's game. And as I hit OK, I was like, "No, wait, there's already been a game." But I was like, "Ah!" Oh. I was like, "Chris, I'm now stuck with Sloan and and uh, Jack Rewalt." We call um, that hashtag Rook Week. Hashtag Rook Week. Um, <laughs> but you know, hey, look, it worked out okay. I mean, Sloan got 99 or something. Jack Rewalt got about the same, so not too bad from them. Except for the fact that Jack Rewalt was my emergency. Simpson was a laid out, and I couldn't actually change. With I could I, I could have put Heaney into the midfield. 
and then actually put Rewalt on field as the emergency and then switch Sicily into defense or whatever, but couldn't do it. So I played a donut and I set my captain well too early. Didn't really think about it because I was like, well, no one's going to Because he didn't listen Titch. to the podcast that told him explicitly to make sure he had gone in his calculations. Yeah. And, I, and yeah, so I was, I was running the holiday. <laughs> but uh, so I scored. Still got a good score considering that I had Titch get like 70 points less than Gorn and Simpson copping me a donut. I scored 2,215, but I still slid 1,800 points. So I am now ranked 6,325 with some ground to make up on. Uh, not not too bad. I mean, uh, like at the end of the day, <laughs> um, there was some great, some some really good super coach options for this year that just went absolutely massive. And unfortunately, if you don't have them, you were really far behind this week. Um, a la um, Grundy. I think Grundy was a, a really big one this week. Uh, that 150. I mean. You pray for it, or like a really decent score from Nick. Now he pumps you out of one fifteen, only for uh, Granny to go forty points over and get a one fifty five. But that's the sort of year that, like, Nick Nat is doing exactly what we thought he would do. Average you about 100 over the whole season. Yeah, and we didn't think it would hurt. Yeah, we thought that that would be a, a top ruck selection. And it turns out that uh, Grundy just goes from averaging 99 to 125 or 130 this year. So yep. um, if anyone saw that coming... She, like, can we uh, can we borrow your brain for next year? Because that that's just it's just insane. Um, so that one fifty five really hurt. Um, then you have Clayton Oliver. So I mean, I was yep. I got Oliver on my side. That was the one good yeah, thing. You would have loved it, but I hate it because especially so at halftime. Right, I, I have um T Mac in my team, and I've copped his thirty nine score the week before. So I was looking forward to a decent score. Halftime is on seventy five, and uh, Clayton Oliver's on seventy one. Game finishes and uh, uh, Tom McDonald finishes on 103 and Clayton Oliver goes to 151. Like, just the yin and yang of, of like, those, like, if it was the other way around, I would have been a lot higher. So You know what's worse, Chris? What's worse? Picking Gary Ablett over Oliver. <laughs> no, you didn't. It's the second pick in draft. Oh, okay, in draft. Okay. Yeah, in yeah. draft. So. Yeah. <laughs> just oh, well. thinking back about that, I'm like, man, I could go with an Oliver right now. Yeah, you could, really. I could. Um, so, yeah, and <laughs> he to sure. So... Yeah, Simpson goes Hina, last last week. I look at my scores and I was like, "Hina, what are you doing?" And the problem was, I like I didn't have enough money for or trades to get rid of him. But then this week, I'm like, "Oh my god, he just dropped so low." I'm like, "I'm stuck with him. I yep. cannot get rid of him." And I had a look. I had about seven thousand dollars in the bank, and I had a look, and I was like, "Oh my god." <laughs> I went from Heater Shaw to Webster with $100 in the bank. Thank you. I'll take four margaritas. Three weeks ago, I could have traded Heater to basically... Anyone. Oh, I probably could have done him to um, to Kate Simpson. I think I think it was about a 10K difference, and I could have done it fairly easily with one trade. And I thought, nah, well, he's coming off a 113. He's going real well. Like, yeah, come on. Come on, Heater. He drops a 40 the following week. He drops... This week, he got tagged. He got tagged by Willy Rioli, and he's lucky to get a 71 because he was on 23 at half time. So he had a 48 point second half. But oh man. Um, and now the, the worst part is you can't get him to any decent, like. Except for Webster. Well, Webster, you I already have. got him. I know. So I'm screwed. Your stuff. I'm just looking at it. Every five minutes when I look at our super coach team, I'm looking at Sahida Shaw going. <sighs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I pinpointed the exact moment. It all went downhill, Chris. <laughs> and I think it was the exact moment I got rid of Coniglio. <laughs> I think it was. I think it was. I think word got out. 
I think word got out. Fault. And I think right. it also correlated with... The Everyone other, else who has heat ashore, you can blame Ben. I Thank think it also correlated, Chris, with the exact time that we got our second bad review. <laughs> <laughs> that's also true. That's yeah, I think it's Coniglio. Oh, damn it. That's, that's unfortunate. So um, the worst part... So here's the worst part about that, though. So, so Simpson goes down, and I'm like, okay, well, you know... Uh, Shaw could be a really good POD here. A lot of people might not have him. They're probably running a um, a Logan Austin or a Joel Smith. So because of his terrible score, if if even if they did have that cover, Joel Smith got, what, like 56? So, wow, 15 points, no one cares. Um, Logan Austin got 86. So he outscored each shot by... I, I lost to a rookie... <laughs> oh, so it was just frustrating. Ended up on um, a twenty three thirty, which I thought was going to be a decent score, um, but I definitely lost ranks. And I think that a Jeez, lot of people you had, you had a me. good captain score, and I played with yeah. bad captain and a donut, and you only beat me by one hundred and fifteen. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Yeah, so right. Um, it wasn't a fantastic round for me. Uh, I thought that it would be okay. I ended up, I was tipped again to win every single one of my league games, and I only won four. So just had underperformers. Everyone like Webster got a seventy-eight. Yeah, you know, obviously Heater with a seventy-one. Uh, the list just goes on and on and on. I traded in Adams um, to from. I went from Martin to Adams as a um, get rid of Martin out of my team, and I think that Adams is going to go all right. And how'd that go? Uh, we lost 18 points in the first week. So that was really great. Thank you very much, Taylor Adams. Um, his, his teammate in Scott Penelbury drops a 162. So that was a uh, – and I could have gone to Scott, but I just wasn't confident in his scoring for the rest of the year. Punch me in the face. Um, cool. <laughs> Don't tell me twice. Um, you know, and there's just – just everything else is just real average. I mean, Luke Parker with his 75, I, I did tweet about it, but the, his game was a 120 if he kicks right. If he doesn't – How did JPK go again? Uh, an average 102, but I mean, it wasn't uh, 103. Sorry, it wasn't. No, I mean, terrible. JPK scored okay. Yeah, it was. It was. It was enough. But I mean, again, I could have gone to Clayton Oliver. Oh yeah, or I could have gone you to have. any other mid. That was who was that instead of again? Uh, JPK. No, no. At, when you traded in Parker, didn't someone get oh, injured? Crips. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh yeah, that yeah, worked out well too. Yeah, yeah. that's really gone. So I've, yeah, I've just made bad decisions. Um, and I'm but I'm still ranked okay. Like I'm, it's not the end of the world. Um, one thing that has worked, did work this week anyway, was uh, Dagoe pulled out a 117 after that amazing last quarter where he got, I think, 50 points in the last well, quarter. He seems so. like a bit of a rat bag, Chris. I'm surprised he pulled out at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well done. Anyway, back. Come back. Come back. Usually Dagoe. Yeah, it is. Um, so I, I did slide the ranks. I slid, I slid another 400, so I'm 3,363. Wow, you remember that week that you are in the top 1,000, Chris? Oh, <laughs> it was a good time. It was a good time. What a time to be alive. So yeah, what, yeah. All right, so you're only a few thousand more than me. I could probably chase you down you, here, Chris. You definitely can. What's your, do you have your overall uh, 6, point score? 6,325. Um, that's just one click away, Chris. Yeah, so um, I don't know. I'll uh, just, total points scored is... There you go, 34,060. So you're only, oh, you're still 300 points behind, but, you know, whatever. Like, that's probably one week. That's next week, man. Well, Sorry. I just lost 170 points, so... <laughs> yeah, you could have been really, really close to me. It could have yeah. been a battle for the ages, but now it's not. And then so. the five captain, there's at least another however many points. So I could be equal with you or not better. You probably could be beating me by now. Yeah. yeah. <coughs> um. So, yeah, I don't know. I've just... I don't think I've necessarily had bad educated guesses. I've just been unlucky, I'm, I'm hoping. Um, I think it's been a good learning experience. 
It's great, always going to be a good learning experience. Well, and, and, so. and here's the thing, which we're going, we're going to get into this, and I know a lot of people are asking us this sort of question, but you know, when it comes down to people like, oh, well, I can't win overall, so now they're going to try and look for league and, and how you kind of go about that. And it is very different because I, I spoke to you as well. I had uh, Nat Fife, and yeah, I had cover. I could have put a Hearn or someone on in the midfield. Uh, and we spoke about maybe trying to wait uh, for McRae. Yep. He will drop. Five stays pretty high because he's not playing. Wait for McCray to drop a couple of rounds. Yep. Uh, it looks like he's playing this week. So that could be a good way to go. So if, you, if you're if you in the league and you're doing pretty well and people don't really have McCray, then you could have waited for five, hold him yeah, for a couple of weeks. I wouldn't get him in this week, but um, <clears throat> look at him for next week or the week after. Yeah. So just things like that, which we'll get into in I'd a little like bit I'd like to anyway. see what his output's like because, I mean, he went on a heater for a while, but then he did drop off as soon as I traded him in. So yeah. Oh, he had no, one, yeah, good, one score, good round. And then he went 100, 100, and 100, 100. For you, so out, that's so. like double points anyway, Chris. Yeah. So don't complain, mate. No, no. no it's no, like no. the poker gods. You just got to take what you get. Yeah. You got to know when to hold, when to hold him. <laughs> uh, right. Quick, quick, touching on leagues as well. Uh, so, Supercoach Insider Bonus League is one forty-five. Uh, just after them is our Insider Three League at one sixty-six, and our podcast lead is winning at the moment, uh, ranked one fifteen. Yep. So everyone's pushing out slightly. So I think I might be dropping out of the uh, top four in a few of them. I'm not very happy about it either. <laughs> I've been, lo- I've literally been lo- like last two or three weeks. Yeah, so there's so been some very big scores and yeah, um, big scores by the the pods that I don't have, like Crips going massive, handles. Grundy going yeah. massive. Um, yeah, those, those are really hurting me. Even my my uh, draft, our main draft league this week, yep. I got beaten by a guy that has Grundy, and of course it was his captain, and I lost by seven points. I've heard this three I times was, already, and I've just I seen was Chris- shattered. <laughs> I'm sorry, well, I'm just, uh, he hasn't he hasn't uh, bragged about it yet, so. I'm just going to leave that one and well, the hopefully reason, next the week will come I, around. The reason I brought in Sloan was because it, it gave me the option to bring in cover and a forward and defense, essentially. Uh, plus, Sloan, they've got actually some fairly tough games. And, and Sloan, he, goes better against he scores opposition. better against yeah. top eight sides. My issue is so, that I just don't know if his body's going to hold Oh, up. me either. But I'm like, you know what? Stuff it. <laughs> just go well, I it. thought it'd be a good idea. And then remember how that time, and I thought I could probably change my mind like yeah. I like to do. Yeah, I couldn't do it anymore. Fair enough. Yeah. Once it's sense. in, it's locked in after That's the round said. starts. Oh, wow. <laughs> Once it's in, it's locked in. Oh. Uh, now, Banjo of the Week. So you want to uh, go through that one? So we've got... Um, well, it's mainly this, you, Chris. You did was, a post up. Yeah. This, again, this is my uh, <laughs> a humble brag. I did a humble brag on uh, on our Twitter Chris, and Facebook. None of your brags are humble. No, nah, they're not. No. Nah. I don't have I don't have a humble bone in my body. Um, so previous, prior to the rounds, um, and I've been trading in and out two or three players basically every week in draft just to try and get players that are going to be good for that week. Um, just guys that are averaging in my team like 75 or 80 and I want to get that guy that might hit a 100 that week. Um, so I, I traded in um, Caleb Marchbank for his first game back and in the first first uh, 10, 15 minutes of the game, he scored, he was on 31. Yeah, it was killing it. Yeah, and he literally finished the game on 62. So when he hits 31 halfway through the first quarter, I go, yeah, humble bag time. And I, I uh, tweeted out, uh, guess who traded in? Um, Marchbank. Marchbank in his draft team this week, yeah. this guy. He's on like 31 halfway through the first, look how good I am. Yeah. And then right at the end of the game. He finishes on 62. So he, well, in, in yeah. what, 90, 75% of the game? Who tagged you? Who tagged me? He commented on the post, Chris. Matt, Matt Grimston. So, Matt Grimston. Uh, shout out to Matty Grimston. Yes. And he's like, yeah, enjoy those 62 points. <laughs> <laughs> so I uh, I sat back down. Yeah. <laughs> um, that was but, a good Ben. Uh, and he's injured. He, he's listed as a test this week. So that trade him <laughs> just been the worst thing ever. But I might have to trade him straight back out. Yep. See how we go. 
But, um, um, also, thanks, Manny, for that. Look for some good value in draft as well. Um, so just quickly, I mean, Pierce Hanley's looking to be back, probably playing in the uh, NEFL this yep. week. Toby Green, Brett Delidio. Toby Green, Delidio, if they're available on the on the list there. Um, Prestia I picked up. He's actually gone pretty well the last couple of weeks, so he might be available in your draft leagues. Mm-hmm. Um, Anthony uh, Miles Benall, might come in Benall this week as well. well. Benall's played seven games in the waffle in a row or something along those lines, so he might actually come back in. Anthony Miles had a concussion uh, and was out last week with uh, for the, in the VFL, but with yep. Graham out and they've got three outs, Broad and someone else. Um, you'd think that Miles might be a shoe in to jump into the straight into that first AFL spot, so that well, could be someone you might look at. Well, Broad's injured himself. I'm surprised he just doesn't go and get another photo shoot, mate. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, well, I'm already out for three weeks, so what more can you do to me? Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> so to speak. Uh, and uh, Huli as well. I picked up Huli. Huli! Yeah. I picked him up in draft. I think he's only averaging like 70, but he did get injured, so that's why. Uh, well, he that's has because potential. Short's just absolutely killing oh, it. Oh, Short is. And yeah. Short's pretty much hurt Ellis and Huli, and Short is, yeah, nailing it. So, yeah. And that was a good pickup. I was a bit, uh, Short's him aside, and he's doing well. So. Yeah, there's definitely some value out there in, in draft if you're looking at uh, obviously entering finals. Yep. Just have a look through, and um, especially guys coming back, um, a lot of teams are timing their run, especially guys playing finals. They're getting these guys in uh, to get them, you know, five or six games right before the finals, yeah. and they'll be they'll be fit as so right around SC finals time, two or three rounds. Oh, they'll be primed I'm to go. Still waiting so. for Dangerfield to go nuts, and it's no, just not it's happening, not happening. Chris. It's not happening. Nah. I'm actually. I think one thing that needs to be addressed. Um, it's it's not necessarily. I don't think it's killing the game, but your marquee players aren't marquee this year. Like, who's really, like, tearing up the league this year? No one. Probably the two Ruckman, Gorn and, yeah, Gorn and, and Randy. Tom Mitchell. Yep. And even then, like, is Mitchell no. an exciting player to watch? No. So, they've the, the AFL coaches, have, obviously, they want them playing forward because they're, they're so impactful. But I reckon it takes away from the spectacle of the game to play your best players not around the ball. That's just my personal opinion. I like – I'm a midfielder guy. Like, I like the mid mids. I like big forwards. I like midfielders that are hard at the ball and can do classy things in the clearances. Um, and they just, you know, burst out from a pack and that, that change a game. That's my personal view of how I like it. I actually watched um, On the Couch last night for the first. Do you know that they're doing the player takeover? Yes, and, this week. Yeah, and so I watched On the Couch last night and it was awesome. It was one of the best episodes On the Couch I've seen and they had um, Paddy Dangerfield, uh, Phil Davis and Nathan Jones. Right. Is and, that, that's where they told everyone to lay off Gary Ablett, basically. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's essentially at the end of the day um, – I was really interesting to hear the players' views on how they think the game should be changed. Uh, and they're actually all for the, the zones and the starting you know, um, a set amount of people in the forward yeah. 50. Um, and, yeah, it was, it's really interesting to hear their take. Um, at the end of the day, they just they also said that, you know, coaches and players want to win. At the end of the day, they don't care how they win. So if that's ugly, they don't give a shit. So... They're not. They're not. Yeah. Pa- they're not paid to lose. No, I win to win. Yeah, because yeah. if they lose, then they get criticised, and then the, everyone's like, "Oh, you should be winning." It's like, well, yeah. but yeah, do you want to play pretty or do you want to play to win? Yeah, and um, yeah. So look, and I don't mind an ugly win. It's how it is. It's a scrap. It's not always pretty, and you appreciate it for what it is. And I mean, a, a you hard would, you win would know all about win. ugly wins. Being a Brisbane Lions fan, right? Well, mate, any win. <laughs> oh, meanwhile, and, and, okay, all right, I'll yeah, get you into this. So, so I I was away for eleven nights, and in that time, Brisbane won two games. Yep. So pretty much they won for the first time, and I don't even know how long, Chris. I heard that Brisbane might be sponsoring you to fly away for the, the entire of next year. Yes. Yeah, so my <laughs> sister, big Lions fan as well, she's like, um, 
so the line, the boys have won two weeks in a row and you've been away. So can you hurry up and like piss off again? <laughs> Basically, like, where are you going now? And I was just like, well, where are you sending me? Because it ain't cheap <laughs> no, <it's not. laughs> to be a man of leisure. That's true. Um, anyway, I just thought, yeah, I thought it was quite funny that, um, yeah, the boys have won. So I came back. Uh, didn't I don't watch know many. if you noticed, but Collingwood also won those two games. Seven in a row, I think. So... <laughs> Another. I could find any excuse to drop in a Collingwood. I'm there. sure, and and just like there is no humble Chris, there is no humble Collingwood supporter. No way, no way, <laughs> no way. Um, we'll, we'll touch on that in the round review. Yes, <laughs> well, that's you, the Chris's so, five minutes of of love. I'm here for the the fill in and the banter today, guys. I didn't actually watch too much football because I was again balls deep in margaritas. Uh, <laughs> but I did watch the Lions game. I watched the the replay of you that. You can have your, your five minute segment. Thanks, there, Chris. Right? Yeah. yeah, five minute segment. That was good. And unlike anything else. Brisbane players had three in team of the week, Chris. Yeah, no, I actually noticed players. that as well. Yeah, yeah, and he was it Damian Barrett, whatever his name is, absolute flog. Absolutely, I'm surprised he actually did anything. And here's this: stop taking away from the win from our boys. Instead of saying how good Brisbane were doing, they kept saying, "I have bad karma." Yeah, in the media and in commentary, literally, they just kept talking about. I'm, thing- w- I'm worried because to Collingwood almost lost them, and they're in better form, and they play them in what three or four weeks. And even even worse, Oof. I actually said to my dad. Uh, access all areas, I said guaranteed they're going to start off with Collingwood or a Melbourne team and talk about how great they are. Straight yeah. away, Collingwood. Well, Bang, straight off. I Literally, mean, seven in a row. How good's Collingwood? They're second behind Richmond. They're playing exciting brand of footy. Wait for the wheels to fall off, Chris. That's all I can say. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Those wheels have fallen I'll, off. I'll be waiting. Uh, they, they, they've fallen off all through the year. They're basically running on fumes at this point. Right. So you want to get into a few options for people, and then we'll do Q&As, I think? Yeah, look, for people that are obviously playing for league and still looking for a bit of cash, there is some bubble boys that are actually decent. Um, you could have these guys as a depth player if you really wanted to, but I wouldn't go wasting trades on a guy that's going to sit on your pine for the rest the season unless you need the cash simple as that um uh, and we'll go through there is a couple of q a's that cover that topic so i won't touch too much on it right now but um brad lynch is obviously the number one trading target uh 123k defender um he's got an 84 uh with a break even negative 71 yep uh you've also got sia uh who's 123k midfielder one uh negative 64 break even yep so not a bad option there as he well got a 57 and second yeah game in. Uh, and trengrave as well a couple games in a row yeah 70 back-to-back 77s i'm actually impressed with his play and his ball use has been pretty good too um, but he's playing it out of a halfback flank or a back pocket. Well, I was going to say anything would look good for ball disposal when you're playing near Motlop. <laughs> That's true. Well, actually, yeah, actually, yeah, he actually he had, had a really great good week this yeah, week. Yeah. He had a great week. Well, he's I bound, was to, he's so bound to have one. It's always at the end of the year, right, where they're about to like, you know, we're going to give you some money and they're going to hold back a little bit of money. He's like, oh, I better is, play a little harder. Is it, is it about time where the contract comes up? Because I need to, I need to get some more cash into the system. Yeah, like, pretty much. Um, and then the only reason why you get him in is, uh, is for his, um, uh, forward mid. Yeah, dual position, but Will Powell. Powell. Yeah, he got a 66, which is actually pretty good. And he's got a break even negative 30s, 121k forward midfielder. Um, out of those, um, I just wouldn't trade in Sire. Um, I, I think he's got, there's, there's literally about five magpies that are coming back this week or next week. And it's, I think he will be one to go. Um, then might not necessarily be a like for like replacement, but I think that they will shuffle. Um, you've got likely Varco and Moore to come back into the AFL team this week. You've got um, Aish, um, who I think he'll go for. Um, so it's Sire, not Sia? I think right? it's Sire. Right, so going to push him to the I Sire? want to swing from the chandelier. No? No, you swing, okay. Chris. <laughs> People don't like people don't pay us nothing to listen to you sing. Well, you know, I did win a karaoke competition once, so I'm pretty much oh. everything. <laughs> Jeez, 
That is a true story. I'll tell a, you about it one that time. A Down syndrome convention or something. No, it was a, it was a, a win by applause. So you didn't have to even be good. But it <laughs> <laughs> uh, had a lot I, of family in the I house. Wanted, I actually wanted right. a guitar. It was really good. Anyway, um, so uh, there's also so Jamie Elliott is um, uh, James Aish, um, Josh Smith, and I think one other is uh, coming back th- next week. Well, so can't be Daniel Wells. No, no, he he's he's gone. <laughs> he's um, one good news uh, about uh, again, uh, just on pies as well. Um, Tyson Goldsack might be returning before the end of the year, which is pretty unusual considering he did his ACL, I think, in February or January. Mm. Yeah, so uh, well, we need someone to fullback. We've just lost two, so we've lost we lost Goldsack, and now we've lost Dunn. Um, we do get back more, but he's not really a fullback. He's not that sort of big-bodied guy that can. Well, we're just lucky we played Essendon, who don't really have that real strong, big marking forward. And this week, we might get lucky if um, I don't think that uh, uh, what Josh Kennedy, I don't think he's going to make it. But they do reckon that Jack Darling might. So interesting. Could be very interesting. Um, So that could be another option if you're looking uh, for the next couple of weeks for a forward is if Jack Darling comes back and starts going absolutely gangbusters like he did earlier in the season. Um Sometimes people, when they're coming back from injury like that, especially the bigger guys, just take a little bit of time to get the wheels pumping, though. So um, I wouldn't just jump on in this week. That's fair. Um, Something to think about. Yep, I reckon we go into some Q&As, Chris, so we'll jump to Facebook. Let's do it. Uh, Shane uh, would like to know, how about some tactics for winning leagues, as most of us are done for the overall season? Uh, what, what sort of tactics at this point in time, Chris, would you recommend? Uh, well, you can't really do anything until you know who you're going to actually go up against. So um, that's that's the crucial thing. And if you have trades, then that that's crucial. Um, ideally, you want about four trades going into finals if you are playing for league, um, just in case something does happen and it can literally swing the, the game in your favour. Yeah, like say if Simpson's out, then you can go, ha-ha, train, trade him to another primo. Yep. Boom, there's 100%. 100 points more and then you basically win. Yeah, exactly right. Like That could be the difference between winning and losing. Now, the key for league is you need to win the first week. And if you can do it without trading, without trading, even better. Yep. Oh, so good because then you have the uh, both of those, uh, all four of those trades for the last two rounds. So if it's even just to get another ten points per game, or you know that, um, yeah, you know, uh, let's say it's a just use Josh Kenny as an example, and they're playing someone who doesn't have a key defender that they're going, he's going to obviously towel up. You know, bringing him in as for that week just to win that game, you can do that for a league, but you can't really do that if you're running for overall. Yeah. So the other thing I recommend is having a look, particularly in the leagues that you really want to win, go and scope out people's teams. Yeah. And see if, they, if, if they're missing somebody Especially that is your cash leagues. Yeah. Yep. If they're missing someone who is like top ten, yep. then bringing them in could really be a huge, huge factor going forward. Yep. Just try not to um, try to do that from one of your pods. Um, not from one someone that they've got as a pot against you because yeah. that could really hurt you the opposite way if they just happen. Like if you don't have Crips and he goes massive, yeah. you know, you're really going to hurt yourself. Um, so, but you do have to obviously try and still score the most in those rounds. So yes. I would always recommend do not, right now, if you're playing for league, do not trade until uh, the round before. Yeah. Especially if you're sitting in the going. top four or whatever, just keep, yeah. keep, keep your so way. So don't trade Simpson out. Like if Simpson doesn't come up this week, yeah, he'll don't be trade there. him out this no. week. But if you are going for overall, train him now. Yeah. Because even one week of missing Simpson, that let's say you bring on a, I don't know, like a Joel Smith who gets you 50 points. You know, the, the difference there is 70 points. Simpsons, if you go Simpson to, let's say, a Hearn who might average you 105 over the coming weeks, you're probably not going to lose that, that, that 70 points overall. Yep. You're probably still winning in that trade. So 
Um, yeah, I'd just get rid of him. Yep, sounds good. <clears throat> uh, so Nick says, what's the go with negative trades? I'm not quite sure what he means here. Um, no idea. No, unless, <laughs> unless unless there's a glitch in the system where if you have zero yeah, trades, you can... It's a glitch in the matrix. Well, yeah, deja maybe. Vu, yeah. Well, maybe, but maybe you can actually go into the negative. So, Chris, why don't you trade your last pick and see if we can find out? <laughs> so, yeah, may as well. Um, but I don't know. I don't even know if that's a thing, but it must be going around. Um, so, maybe, yeah, they'll probably fix that up. I don't think that they'll, want, they'll let that happen. No. Uh, it's a competition at the end of the day, so... Yeah if, yeah, if people can go into the negatives, that's pretty hectic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't, I don't know what that's about. Uh, Daniel Steen, this is probably up, up there for Bench of the Week, I reckon. So, it's actually quite good. So, Daniel Steen says you have to... Uh, so, fuck one, marry one, kill one. And we have to choose between Billings, Heatershaw, and Wells. <laughs> so, Chris? Well, I like the youngins, so I'm definitely going to fuck Billings. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a baby face, Jeez. you know? I'm just, I'm just going to be out there, honest. Okay. I'm clearly um, I'm clearly going to... Um, so, what's the... What, what, kill one, marry kill one. one. Oh, I've got to kill Wells. He might, he might cost us a premiership well, this year. Well, his knees are done, so he's pretty much like a horse that's <laughs> yeah, pretty much. done his knee. And I mean, you know, he sure is a premiership player for the greatest team of the land, so I'll definitely be marrying him. Plus, you'll never be, you'll never not be uh, having a laugh with Heater Shaw. He's a, he's, he's a larrikin, that guy. Let's see, marrying Heater. Yeah, I'm marrying Heater for sure. All right, well. <laughs> see what I did there? <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's horrible. That's a my joke. <laughs> Uh, well, he is also now um, a lord or whatever as well, Chris. He is, yes. He does have the land entitlement. And for that reason, I would say, fuck Heater Shaw. You're about the money. Money just so, you, just so you could be there once, you know, get a bit of gravel rash. It's fine. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, marry Daniel Wells. Oh, really? To make a, a couple of cute little... Um, Chocolate babies. <laughs> you want ten. You don't want them to have your pale complexion. Yeah, I'm very pale. I'm, I'm, I'm English blood, and kill Billings for just what he's done to everyone this year. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> just I don't even care. I love that Billings, Billings. Like, comes good, but then even this week. So he's playing this week, and I couldn't believe it. He actually had a really good game in the right spots. Every time he cut the ball, I reckon the ball got smothered off his boot about six times. He was just half a second behind where he needs to be for AFL level. he could average 120 for the last eight games and I would still kill him. <laughs> That's true. That makes complete sense. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Do you have anything over on uh, over on Twitter? Well, let's jump across, Chris. One little click away. Um, <laughs> That's hilarious. Okay. So, uh, Chizo, uh, our good friends uh, over Every- at Dr. Supercoach. Uh, so, if you haven't seen them by now, what are you doing? Yeah. They're right in front of you and <laughs> right in front of me. <laughs> right in front of me. <laughs> Uh, okay, so what one change would you make to your starting side if you had your time over? What hashtag per trap did we fall into? One change. Why just one change, Chris? Uh, I reckon the one that impacts my side the most would be to start uh, Grundy over Nick Nat, to be honest. Um, that's 30 points a game over how many how many rounds? But you're not really regretting the Nick Nat one that much, are you? Well, compared to all your other... It's 50k more to get to Grundy. And it was it's it's thirty points per game. How much is that over fifteen rounds now? Let's let's yeah, say it's for the year for the year. That's a that's that's seven hundred points. Yeah, it's pretty big. That's that's massive. That's like that's basically like having someone for half a season and dropping them extra on everyone else. So if I could, that's probably the one I would do. Fair call. But I mean, like, <laughs> I don't get me wrong. I made other mistakes. I just think that that's the number one that had the most impact. Uh, if I had Brandy, I'd still be in contention. Can you guess one? 
Uh, I don't know. You had a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, sizzle. No. I missed you, Chris. Billings, was it? No, no. you would think so. Okay. Uh, Billings, yeah, he was horrible, but... If you I got did, rid of him early, if I, No, no, by round when he was... Um, remember oh, how the yeah, other thing you had going for him? So this other guy, probably just as bad, just as hurtful. So Billings, I could have kept, and then I, if I didn't have this other conundrum, I probably would have just traded Billings earlier for a McLean. That mm-hmm. would have made sense, but I had too much to fix up. Uh, for me, it is not starting with the Yo-Yo Man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was, he's was. he been big. He had a massive game this week. Yes, and who did I start instead of Yo, remember, Chris? Uh, Hibbard. Hibbard. Yeah, so, so for me, my been... biggest regret is not going well, that's Yo almost over the same because he's averaging, what, 105 to 110, something yeah. like that, Yo, and Hibbard's what, averaging 73 or yep. 74. That's my big regret. Yeah, it's huge. Yes. Well, at least you've got him now, now though, at least, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so I, got, I got him early. I've got so no, there's out. no way that I can get Grundy. I got him early. I've got 2K in my bank account. I even thought of going Nick Nat to um, Jacobs with his run and then he drops like a 70 or something. I'm like, oh, I'm not going to do that. Oh, yeah, those who had Jacobs, they'd regret life for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think, oh. I think that's the big, I think that from a, a super coach perspective, um, both of those, because of the impact that you can have on your side with that point swing, it's just massive. So, uh, Seeker. So this is actually pretty good. Uh, if you could buy additional trades, but it cancelled your ability to win the 50K, how much would you pay and what would you, how many would we buy? So, Chris, I think this is a horrible question. I mean, we're talking about the sanctity of AFL, right? We're talking about a legitimate competition where everyone takes this so seriously. So I think this question, Chris, it's not about how much you would pay. I think it's what wouldn't you pay <laughs> to get, get more trades get in. Get those trades in. No. Um, Let them play. Uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't do it. Um, I, 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 the, I'll tell you my argument, though. First and foremost, it's a competition, then that's not an even playing field. So if you start if you start paying for trades, then you could have just done like I could just invest fifty dollars at the start of the season to get six more trades and be better than everyone else. It just doesn't. What if it was only at like round seventeen or something? Nah, it's the same. Nah, it's just because then yeah. you may as well be AFL fantasy. Like the thing that I hate about AFL fantasy, you get so many trades. Is that you get two trades a week. So regardless of Every what week, week it is, you get two trades a week. So everyone's in the same playing field and like it takes out that strategy of the actual training. Yes. Because you you just do you just go with the sheep. Well played. I, I well played, like Chris. It. Well played. Well so, played. Yeah, no. So Seeker <laughs> said I'd consider six trades at ten dollars a pop. Yeah. I mean I'd just play oh, I'd I, see if that's the I best. love trades, but it kind of makes it fun because if someone gets injured and you have to trade them out, then you kinda of like hate your life. Yeah, I mean And nothing can buy that stress, feeling, Chris. <laughs> yeah, the stress and pressure of, of actually making a trade or hitting a trade and, and getting that unique and whatever, that's the fun of Super Coach. That's what I really like about it. So I I wouldn't do it. I know that I'm sucking right now, but I I just wouldn't do it. Yeah, Chris, entertain the man at least. <laughs> Give him a shake. Um Klaxio seven, interesting name. Uh, can you run all three, Kelly, Coniglia, and Ward, in one midfield? Well, um, I think you can. That's I, called GWS. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, they can. So yeah. if it's good enough for them, it's good enough for me. Exactly. Um, I think you can. I mean, there are there are proven teams that have done it before. Um, you look at two years ago, you had Hanabry, Parker, and JPK, JPK all yep. averaging over 110. Or you um, had Selwood, Dangerfield, and um, even Duncan last year. Yep. Or you've had big, yep. Um, where in uh, even Collingwood in their heyday had uh, Pendles, Swanee, Sidebottom, or Beams. Yes. Um. So it's definitely possible. Hundred percent. And I, I'll um, this year the Wards mids have actually really underperformed. A lot of the mids. I mean, a top ten mid is going to be averaging one hundred and seven this year. Yeah. So, like a ward could average one hundred and seven. 
And I think he might actually. I think he might even go 110 this year. So, uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't. The only thing is when you do that, you got to, you got to realize that one week, one person's going to go massive and then another person's going to have a bit of a flatter week. So as long as you're aware that you're not all going to, unlikely to all fire together, um, then that's fine. You got to look at it as an overall over the next however many rounds. So. Yep. Uh, little Macca wants to know, uh, should I trade out Ronk for Shuey as his M8 to complete his team? Uh, do we have any other ideas? He currently has four trades and 66K in the bank. That's an interesting one. It depends on if he still wants to try and go for overall or if he wants to um, uh, just go for league win. So if you're going for overall, then you need to get a premium in there ASAP. And if you don't have much cash, yeah, um, send us, I reckon bad. send us a message, see what else you have in your team. But I wouldn't mind one down, one up. Yeah. If you could, that would probably be a better way to go because there's so many guys literally. So if you look at the team, uh, so what's Shui now? It'd be about, what, 350 or something K, right? Uh, let's have a look. So you have Sloan at 474K, Robbie Gray, 488. Obviously, I know he's a forward. Matty Crouch at 494K, Bontepelli, 497K, Parker, 498K. I mean, there's quite a lot of good options sitting under that 500K mark and even just a couple over, like even Edward Kernow. I know he's been a bit quiet lately, but even he's only 502K yep. or something like that, 502, 505K. So there's so many good options. My first recommendation would be one down, one up, keep your two trades full team. Yeah. Instead of, yeah, I know Shoe is not too bad um, and yeah, he's probably Shui's, improving, but... I've always said this about Shoei. He's just the 100 to 105 averaging player. He's. I don't think he's ever going to get to a 110, 115 average. Um, you've got someone like a Lockie Neal. You know, you've got, there is quite a lot of options around a similar price. If you go one down, one up, you still have two trades left if you're going for overall. If you are going for league, wait, you don't need to do it now. And you, the person you might trade in might get injured this week. You've got four trades. I would completely wait until the first round of the finals if you're going to make, uh, as long as you're making the finals, by the way. Yes. Make sure that you're going to make the finals before making this decision. Um, and then you can reassess at the right time and get the best player in that you can for that week. Yep. That's what I would do. I think that sounds fair. Uh, okay, so Liam Clark says, G'day, boys. I have six trades left. Is it worth trading a Murphy? He's killing it, by the way. Uh, he is. Six Just, trades. Oh, geez. No, but you should hey, see I'll his tell you, I'll tell you what. I'll sell you my trades for $10 a trade. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so he has six trades left. Sh- uh, should I trade a Murphy to a Brad Lynch for cover? Because uh, we've seen Simpsons laid out and his bench cover is super thin. He's ranked in the top 1K and in top 4 in all his leagues. I think it goes back to what you said before, yeah. Chris. If Simpsons are laid out... Trade him. What I would do is not trade until the last minute. You do have this is unfortunate for so not, not a lot of people can sit on their like put a reminder in their phone to check if there's a laid out. Not if you're in Fiji. Yeah. Right? Oh, I actually saw I, do. I actually saw there's a laid out too. If I think that there's a chance that um that someone might be a laid out, I make sure I check. So an hour before the game, just go onto AFL.com.au and just check if there's any late changes. Um That's if it gets or named. Or yeah. add AFL.com.au onto your Twitter. And just make sure there's no late changes for that game if he's named. Now, there's always the chance that there's a super laid out. So that has hurt before where they five minutes before say no and then you just don't have time. Um, but to me, I think you can afford to just wait. If he's a laid out or if he's na- if he's not named this week, then you've got an option to direct trade. Yeah. I think that's probably the way to go, especially with six trades. I think I think it's a waste to trade someone in just for cover yeah. because you could use that to then trade to another premium 
uh, and then be set well, like it's you got six trades. Someone I think, like make, a Webster, for example, which not a lot of people have. No, you could go straight to a Webster. He'll get you, he might get you a hundred points that week and bank about seventy k or more. Yep, who knows? And then the, you know if Simpson comes back the following week, then you can reassess. Yeah, but remember he's coming back from injury and it's an old man calf strain, so he may not be playing the same role. They really Need sucked him. without yeah, Simpson last did. week. They their ball use out of defense was shocking. Right. Uh, yep, so I think that's well covered there, Chris. Uh, Taylor says, I have no defensive bench cover. So he has Ridley Similar to last and Heron. Question. So, yeah, four trades and 82K left. Uh, yet to trade Fife as well. Do I trade Fife to Cripps and just downgrade Ridley for Lynch or Fife to another premium mid option um, and try and get Ridley up to some spaz that'll play out the year? <laughs> <laughs> like a Lear, a Lear, et cetera. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's an interesting one. I think uh, Fife to Cripps. Yeah, not too bad. I mean, Cripps, but he just had a monster like you know a couple of weeks ago. So well, I think you're in the same boat as if you are playing for league and you want to win your league, then you can afford to wait. But um, if you're playing for overall, then you have to make the trades. Um, I think Cripps is a great option. Yeah, I'd rather I'd rather wait. I'd rather rate uh, wait uh, five to McRae hundred percent. That would be Two my weeks. if, if, if I could get McRae because he's still like not too high end, and no doubt lots of people got rid of him. And so, not many people are going to have trades. Remember, not many people are going to have trades. So if you could wait to get five to McRae, you'd be laughing. Yeah. 100% Especially if you're laughing. Uh, only if you're playing, again, only if you're playing for league. Yep. Playing for overall, you've got to do it now. And don't trade someone in just for bench cover, like we were saying. Yep. Uh, especially if you're going for overall. That's fine. If you don't have bench cover, that's fine. But then if, you, if you're losing somebody, uh, particularly with four trades left, then just replace them. Yeah, and then you've got a chance with uh, just to be a, a little sneaky yep. with your trades at that time. So there's no guarantee that even like if you trade in Lynch, he might play two more games, if that or none. Yeah, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, he was good for Bailey that. Williams comes back, yeah. he gets dropped. Well, yeah, um, he was good for one week cover, but now they've gone somebody else. And you there's know? your trade. And there's your trade done. Yeah. When whereas you could have just gone one straight trade straight anyway. Straight trade to another primo who hopefully doesn't get injured. Yeah. And will do you better in the long run. So. If 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 you are if anyone is looking for a defense, if you're playing for overall and you are looking looking for um, someone to, as a bit more cover. The only one that I would look at is Jackson Trengove. So, um, sorry, Jack Trengove, sorry, not Jackson Trengove. Um, different team, different, uh, definitely different player. Um, he's just a little bit more reliable for job security, I think. Um, and he's actually playing really, really well in a team that's winning a lot of games. Uh, plus, uh, with Jonas just out, I know that it, you know he's, they're not like for like, but it does secure up a little bit more job security for him. Um, it means that you know when Jonas comes back, he's likely going to replace someone else, not Jack Trengo. So, um, but I still wouldn't recommend that. Um, but yeah, back to back seventy sevens. You could do worse having someone on your bench that's doing that. So, I do um, agree. Yep. And uh, Matty B is hoping for a three hour behemoth. So sorry to disappoint. We are not talking <laughs> for three hours today. Uh, probably not. No, I don't think the round view is going to go for that long. So, um, but uh, look, uh, we love you, Matty, and uh, yeah, I'll give you a high five and a, a crisp one. At tell that. you what, Matty, I'll leak Chris's phone number just so you can talk for another hour and a half. Ah, thanks, buddy. Yeah, yeah, that'll be good. There you go. Yeah, it's funny. It's like I, I'm happy giving out my phone number because no one calls anyone these days. They just prefer to Facebook you. That is true. Yeah, it's weird. Hey, now the world's the world the world works in mysterious ways. Very interesting. All right, Chris, round of you. Let's get this into it. This is where you get to shine, my friend. Yeah. Well, Sydney versus Geelong. Yep. Um, so oh, <laughs> the amount of times that I was just watching this game going, please stop giving the ball to, to Lloyd. Now, I actually have Lloyd in my draft team, so it wasn't terrible. But again, he just keeps going. He's just on a run of form that like I I didn't I didn't expect this out of him. And he's almost making himself a lock for next year's Supercoach. 
How do you start the year without a guy that is probably going to average 110 as well, the defender this year? Depends where he's playing next year. What do you mean? Oh, well, we might not even be at Sydney. Well, that's also They're true. His contract, his contract negotiations aren't going well. He's probably leading their BNF. He'll probably get a Carlton. Poor. Uh, Replace no. Simpson. Distributor. Nah, they've got Doherty. They've got, yeah, they've Doherty got a ready made replacement right there. Doherty and Lloyd. Boom. Dude, Doherty and Lloyd. Oh. Yeah. That's an expensive bat. But I reckon with the you'll get a discount from Doherty, hopefully, fingers crossed. But I mean, the defense is gonna be worryingly expensive next year because there's so many people that are averaging really well in defense. And I can't really at this point see an underpriced premium just coming in and sneaking in and saying, Hey, pick me, pick me. I can't believe I didn't get Lloyd so cheap. Yeah. Yeah, frustrating. So cheap. I mean, you could probably use the Heath Shaw to, I mean, it's probably not as big as that, you know, one trade change you make instead of going Heath Shaw going Jake Lloyd. 20K extra for, for I Jake Lloyd. I can't remember who I brought in instead of Lloyd that week. No. <laughs> he's just hating it. Anyway, so yeah, I mean, he's, he's just going well. Sinclair continues to go well with a 122. Um, Again, I think any everyone scored well against uh, uh, Geelong's rucks, uh, Stanley or Smith or whoever was uh, is always in. Um, Stanley was in this week, I believe. Um, Alira, Alira, well, so this is why the question came up about him. He actually had a dominant game playing out of that back line. So um, good on him uh, for going really well. Um, excuse me. Uh, Robbie Fox also played really, really well. Um, he was linking up through the forward line um, and I, I think he played his role really well. It was a very, very close game, but only because Geelong kicked themselves out of it. So I can't believe how Sydney just kept in touch and kept in touch and kept in touch when Geelong uh, kicked 23 behinds. So the game was definitely played in Geelong's forward line for a large portion of the game. Um, but because of their bad ac- uh, bad kicking and bad kicking's bad football, it did allow Sydney just to sneak in and they were in with a sneaky chance at one point and then it sort of all fell into a heap. Um, outside of that, as I said, um, I'll keep banging on about it, but Luke Parker, um, he had eight clangers from his 23 disposals. Um, out of that, I think, uh, 10 were contested. Um, 17 of them were kicks. He had eight inside fifties, multiple tackles, um, two goals. Like he had an actual really good game, but the disposals that really hurt him were those clangers, like direct clangers. So. Yeah, good thing we're not playing fantasy, hey, Chris? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, I think it was also – I did actually catch this for a, a smidge at the end, but, um, you know, checking in anyway, Sydney – yeah, Geelong were ahead and Sydney were ahead and then Geelong finished. But um, I think Sydney were really hurt by the injuries. So Kieran Jack injured, Hanabry injured, uh, McVeigh injured. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's what probably hurt them in the end because I reckon they could have held on to their lead possibly. Yeah, uh, rotations if- definitely did suffer. Um, I think they yeah, really Franklin struggled. Franklin kicked like three goals or something and like scored bugger all. What's up with that? 60. Yeah, it wasn't barely impacted the play. Well, barely touched the ball outside of that as the well. The highlights back to differ, Chris. He kicked three goals for 60 points. I think uh, a couple of them were outside 50 as well. So he had some he had some big ones. Yeah, yeah a couple of cheapies. Um, uh, if you went from, um, if you traded in uh, Duncan or Selwood this week as a, as a pod, which they made my uh, highlights reel in the Fife trade. So they were in my list. Um, I think they were maybe fourth and seventh. Um, yeah, I heard a whole bunch of numbers. Yeah. <laughs> Where was Sloan the guy on that the didn't list? even listen Where to was- my podcast. <laughs> Where was Sloan on the list? No, Sloan doesn't get a mention. He's probably not even going to play out the year. As soon as as soon as Adelaide realised they're literally not in the finals, they're going to put Sloan on ice. There's no way he's playing. 
Um, if they're not um, well, good thing you have one trade left, Chris. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that is a good thing. You're gonna need it. Um, so they they obviously both got a one twenty five each. Um, Hawkins was brilliant. I thought um, as that lead up target. Um, and really dominated. He was He's definitely had a great the, year. Yeah, he definitely dominated the, the forward line. He was the best big man on the day. Um, Danger was really frustrating because I think he was on. He was close. He was to, on like ninety one at three quarter time yeah, or something. He was I was close like, to yes. one hundred on three quarter time. Ninety one didn't touch the I ball. I checked and then nothing. He yep. got a no. Ninety one kicked a goal, the first goal in the last quarter. And then did nothing. Yep. Um, which was really really frustrating because I thought he's back. I thought he was back, and he was playing a large portion of the game on the ball as well, which was really, really good to watch. Um, we had a, a someone uh, comment, actually. I think it was Grimston as well. Uh, Parfit got a 102, and he only had a 57 fantasy. So he did a lot of that um, where his pressure acts. Um, he did set up a lot of the play. A lot of the things that happened with Parfit is he would put um, his teammates in advantageous positions to score, and because they were butchering the ball, he only got one goal assist, but I think he actually got a lot of score assists. Problem is I can't find those stats. I wouldn't be able to tell you exactly how many score assists. That's more of a fancy freako question. I don't know where to actually get those stats, which is annoying. Yeah, Scott Selwood came in, got a 97, which is uh, 31 points more than um, Ablett. Yeah, and he was actually... Oh, uh, no, 29 points. He was actually tagging or trying to tag uh, Kennedy. Um, Kennedy did what he want for a large portion of the game, but just didn't end up really... Dominating, no. Yeah. 103, steady, He was though. just steady, and he was he was consistent the whole game, but he never really hit the heights that he's been hitting the last few weeks. Well, they're versing North again this week, Sydney, so uh, I'm expecting a 150. <laughs> what if I'll send Jacobs to him? I doubt it. Well, Jacobs hasn't really been tagging the last well, couple of weeks. Been, yeah, been playing that so, much either. Yeah, and yeah, he's coming back from injury, so I don't know if that plays a part in whether or not he tags. I hope they put him on Parker. That would make my day. Oh, don't don't even. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, outside that, I mean, it was an, it was a good game to watch. There was quite a few good games to watch on the, over the weekend. Um, but if they if John kicks straight, they win by six seven goals easily. So outside that. Um, the- I did actually watch a little bit of this game, Chris. Oh, did you really? I don't know what I was doing, and I must have been obviously drunk, but I do remember some. I remember <laughs> Richmond playing such high-pressure football yep. that they just did whatever they want. It was like, keep the ball forward, keep the ball forward, just this manic pressure. So even if they fumbled it, fumbly, bumbly, bumbly, jumbly, Mumbly, and it bumbly. still just kept moving it forward, moving it forward, then they got the ball and kicked goals. Yeah. Just huge pressure, and Adelaide just could not handle it. Nah, and then when Adelaide tried to move the ball forward, they, were, they weren't getting deep enough entries into their forward line, and when they were... The forwards went in decent enough position to create a contest. So this is why Dodie has a 120. He's just cutting the ball out 30, 40 meters out from goal. Do you remember that time I traded Dodie to Simpson? And then <laughs> this week, Simpson doesn't play and Dodie gets 120? I remember that. Yeah, yeah that's good. That yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you can't really be unhappy. Simpson's gone all right. So whatever. Well, that is true. <laughs> um, Jenkins with a 120. He's going to get that every now and then when he kicks a bag. Um, Crouch, actually, I thought he would go massive. And I, I'm so glad that he didn't. Because I didn't trade him in because of his hand, and he was on, he was on really good score at halftime. I think he was on something like seventy five or eighty at halftime, and only ended up with a one hundred one. So uh, lucky, because um, I was going to go. Uh, well, I say it lucky. I was going to go. Yeah. Uh, for, uh, pretty sure to Crouch. Pretty sure Crouch outscored Martin and Adams by so. two points. But yeah, uh, whatever. Um, Adams. No. Well, again, Martin had a, a terrible first uh, first half. I think he was on only twenty at half time. Ended up getting ninety nine by full time. So most of his scoring was done in the second half. 
Um, and he was absolutely brilliant in that second half. But yep. Prestia got a 99. Uh, Jack Rewald actually did really well leading up a lot, getting pretty good super coach too. He's not reliant just on goals. Yeah. Playing the team thing. So he got a 98. So that was a good little fill-in for uh, Heaney for me this week. Yep. Good to see. Um, so Jack Higgins is getting a bit of a run on the ball. And so his scoring's um, notably improved from it. So They'll probably play him a little bit more forward now. I think they're missing a couple of their forwards. Yeah. I, I would love to see Jack Higgins in a team that wasn't Richmond to see what his ceiling is. Because I just want to see him just absolutely start getting 120, 120, 120. Yeah, like for a Carlton where they need him in there. Yeah, yeah he would be playing like literally in the guts with Carlton. So, um, What's this talk about Carlton trading their first pick? Kerry. Oh, oh they should terrible. trade. Oh, such. This, that, that is probably one of the worst comments that he's um, ever made. Get, get some fringe players for the number one pick. That's Yeah, that's not. Nah, go back to Jerome. That Ball, comment man. could even be worse than what he did. Is Dom Tyson the most overrated player of all time? Well, he's already he been traded once, hasn't he? Yeah, he's yeah. already been traded once for a fairly like good pick. I think I was again. This is from on the caps last night, and correct me if I'm wrong, but um, they traded the number one pick, which was Josh Kelly, and they got Dom Tyson and uh, who's the number three from Melbourne? Uh, Josh Kelly wasn't pick number one, wasn't he for GWS? Oh, he was their first pick. I think yeah. it was like I don't. He wasn't pick. He wasn't number one pick overall, though. I'm pretty sure. Oh, I'm sure he was. Google it. Yeah, I'll Google it. Anyway. Um, and who's number three for Melbourne? What's his name? Uh, Salem, Christian Salem. So they picked up Salem and Tyson for that the pick that es- essentially went to them for Josh Kelly. So, uh, and, and then Jones on live on air said, I think they won that. Uh, n- like he said that Melbourne won it. No way. Josh Kelly's rolled gold. If, if you had Josh Kelly, oh, he would be worth 10 Christian Salems and maybe 15 Tom Tysons. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, if you hit the draft right with your pick, then you win. But the problem is that too many uh, too many people don't trade the, don't get the right pick in. So I think that's where the problem lies. Number two pick, Josh number Kelly. Number two. So they traded number two. I think where did, where did Salem go? Seven or eight or nine or something like that? And Too high. Yeah, I don't know. Who knows? Um, anyway, uh, so I did, I did like um, uh, Hugh Greenwood. Again, I think that he's just a – again – if he was playing permanent midfield in a in a different team, I think that he would go a little bit better and maybe his development would be speeding up. He just needs to learn to get some outside pull to be able to improve his game. Um, you were, So, you obviously, you, you, tell us about Sloan. So, what's your thoughts on why you wanted Sloan out of everyone? And you could have literally gone to a, 10 different players and you went to Sloan. So, tell us, tell <laughs> yeah, us about that. I don't know, Chris. I was hungover. Um, it was just more for the hurt factor. I figured he was one that could really push the top 10. And he's two percent owned or something, even less. So I figured her factors there. He could get some big one seventies or someone, you know, like he could really go big, hopefully. Um, yeah. So that was pretty much it. And I could still get Jack Rewalt in to my side to give so me. So price cover. was a factor, but also price was a factor because if I got someone else, do you think that Adelaide have a chance of making finals? Because I think that's probably got to be in your consideration. I don't know. I was hung over, Chris. I figured out. <laughs> Rory Sloan, low owned, high impact. He could, he could hurt people, so I went for him. Um, yeah, I, I did mean, look at Pendles. I think at the time, but you know. if this game taught us anything, it's that how far Adelaide have fallen, and I know that they've been hit by injuries, um, but they are nowhere near the team that they were last year. Absolutely nowhere near it. Um, Tom Boyd was pick number one that year, Chris. With oh, Josh Kelly. So he was two. the number one pick. Is that what you Salem said? was number nine? <laughs> yeah, Salem number nine. Oh, okay. Yep. Fair enough. Fucking age. Number seven. 
<laughs> he's yeah. back this week, mate. What He'll probably I? play. He's not playing VFL because they've got a buy, but um, they're going to do some match sim. Anything Could else you want to touch VFL? on this game, Chris? Nah, that pretty much rounds that out. And that rounds out your comments. Alrighty, wonderful. Brisbane versus Carlton. Oh, I'll let you take oh. the reins, mate. Well, anyway, so Carlton, uh, dismal, absolutely. Uh, there actually wasn't too much in it at the first quarter. Brisbane uh, hadn't really sort of dominated anyway, quarter time. But from that point on, they were just smashing it. They were winning the contested ball. They were winning it on the outside. They were just really dominating. Dane Beams had like oh, so many disposals. He just was killing just, it. He, he was, was everywhere. I think it was like 14 in the first quarter. Right, can we, wh- 28 disposals early. He had, um, he had like double the disposals of Carlton's highest ball winner of Crips at 14, and that was like his, his, halfway through the third, I think. Yeah, his um, second half of football reminded me exactly of, uh, and again, Pendle's last quarter against Essendon and Dame Beam's last half against Carlton. Like, er- anything that could go right, he was doing it. Oh, and the ball it. was falling to him from the stoppages, like straight into his hands and no one's on him. Like, not, not within metres of him. Yeah, he killed it. Absolutely <sighs> killed it. Uh, Zorko was on absolutely bugger all getting tagged by Kurnow. He was getting in tagged. In the first half. Uh, yep. Came back. Kurnow released and, the tag and and went about to beams, halfway through the third quarter. Yeah. yeah, went to beams. And then yeah. Zorko just went absolutely nuts. Yeah. <laughs> like, again, true. reason why. But, um, and Dean Beams, he's, yeah, he's killing it. I think he has um, a bit of the weight off the shoulders now that he got rid of the captaincy. But... You're going to see he's going to have big games like this, which we all know. But then if he's not feeling it, like I think it's a week-to-week thing on how his mood is. Uh, but a couple of weeks ago, he scored absolutely bugger all. Yeah. So he's a great player, and I think he just absolutely dominated this game. Hitwood uh, got six goals, personal best. God, he's a gun. Yeah, he is a gun. Uh, he's, yeah, he's an absolute gun. I hope he hits the gym this off-season, though. He's, oh, mate. Swift Breeze will blow him over. Seriously, it's like, uh, <laughs> it reminds me of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and um, the chick that has the, the blueberry whatever and they have to roll and they have to roll her out. Do you know the one? How she walks and then, like, real tall and skinny? Literally. To the, yeah, I think he was taken to the juicing machine. He's got the same hair and everything. Yeah, he was taken to the juicing machine. He's literally, he's that tall and that skinny. That was, um, dude, sometimes well, you come up with some pearl that. that was good. That was good? Yeah, that was good. It I like that one. It does look like he's been in the juicing Shuffy machine. in the chocolate yeah. Right? Uh, but I have seen him at Cafe 63. Unfortunately, he didn't bring Zorko with him, but... Ah. Um, Classic. The boys do like to go there. So if you're in Brisbane, Cafe 63, I think it's Stanley Street, uh, sort of near Cooperu, their training ground. Make the most of it while it lasts because um, they will be going to Springwood at some, uh, Springfield at Springfield. some stage. Springfield. Jesus, at 40 some, minutes away from the city. Jesus. At some stage. But uh, anyway, uh, I thought Luke Hodge had another good game again. Richie, uh, yeah. So the problem is they got one tagger. And it's like, well, Dane Beams is going nuts. They hold Zorko, so they release that. Rich is going absolutely nuts yep. as well because no one's paying any attention to him. Yeah, you can't. Yeah. Um, look, I think that the one thing that this game highlighted for me is that the Lions are definitely on the way up. And their depth is there. Well, Carlton don't have any depth. That's the big thing. Their, their top-end talent still needs more time, Brisbane, yeah, 100%. Sure. However, I mean, McCluggage, again, I, I was... Every time McCluggage plays, he gets better and better and better and better and well, better. And, and not only that, he actually had, like, Pendlebury time and space, like oh, that basketball, 100%. and then kicked it down the full. Or, <laughs> you know what I mean, or just shanked the kick. But he, he he's, like, kind of weaves his way through the pack. Like, he's got so much time and space, and then just that polish at the end, like he just butchered the kick or yep. missed a goal or kicked one out in the full. And, but I'm looking at him going, Jesus, he's just straight through. Yeah, I think he's going to be one to watch in the next couple of years. Yeah, I'm rating um, him. I, I really rate his game. And um, and to see – okay, so the the depth that really Brisbane have of the, their top-end players um, or their top-up players, someone like a Luke Hodge, I think that's been an inspired move. I, I, 
absolutely fantastic for them to have that leadership in the back. Yeah, line. the leadership's key. They've got that in the midfield. Um, but at, at where they lack that leadership really now is the forward line. Forward line. So I don't know if they want to do something in the offseason just to get an experienced forward there. I don't know if Tom Lynch is probably not the right culture to come from, but he probably won't and he won't, won't want to go to Brisbane. No, but Brisbane won't be paying him that much. And, and know, Tom, then, Tom Lynch will miss out on the relocation fee then too. Yeah, so he, I'd love he to see a Jared Waite ex style. Uh, someone who's had a lot of experience who can t- pluck a mark, kick a couple of goals a game. Just someone that uh, can go up there and really help the, those key forwards well, over Tom, the next Tom couple Lynch of years. would be absolutely insane at the Lions. Yeah, I know. Because like, they're only a few years away from playing finals and he could be, well, he's kind of in his peak now. But what about Barrett and stuff being like, oh, Tom Lynch is injured. He should be making a comment now as to whether he's staying. It's like, Shut mate, up, Barrett. Get off your horse. Just He can make a decision whenever he wants. And, and they're, they're already making the decision. They're working out the best case scenario and the worst case scenario. So they're already catered for both ways yeah. at the moment. They're not done. So I oh, think honestly, the game's stupid. changed anyway. Fucking commentators. And unless uh, obviously, if these new rule changes come in, we just don't know what impact that's going to have on the big forwards. Ooh. But um, just quietly, have you seen the new commentary team for the cricket? No. Ah, Ponting is uh, the oh, leader. Yeah, they got Ponting, excellent. McGrath, Fleming. You got to let Fleming in with his bright, smiling teeth. Jesus Christ, <laughs> that guy's had some work. And the female commentator as well. I think she does a lot of the women's uh, cricket and stuff. So yeah, oh, cool. Pretty interesting actually. And the best part is. There's like none of those douchebags. <laughs> <laughs> the old like, boys club's gone. The boys club, yeah. yeah. No Warney. I hate Healy listening to him for the cricket anyway. Uh, yeah, back me up if anyone's it's frustrated. I love Healy, but hate listening to him do the cricket. Taylor's gone. Slate's gone. Catch you later. Oh, Slate's doing something else. I think he's jumped across. Uh, who, knows? who knows? Actually, no, I think Slater might be a part of it. Anyway, who knows? Um, yeah, but this game, uh, I thought it was very interesting. Uh, Cripps and Kurnow. Well, Colonel was trying to tag. Well, Crips I've got a story. As well. Yes, I've got a story. So first and foremost, I'll just touch on Daisy Thomas. So oh. again, with with Simpson out, bang, he goes a one ten. So if if I had more time, because he was actually available on the waiver, and I I should have gone for Daisy Thomas, knowing that. Oh, but then I thought, you would have won. No, I've, no. Then personally, you I thought then you at the time won. I had the time. I thought, no, nah, I'm going to back in Marchbank to to get the, those points. And how early, many, I was. How many points did you lose? Well, yeah, I know. And how many points? Oh, is seven. March, and how many? Seven yeah, and how many points is Marchbank got like, at the time? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> so if you had to pick Daisy Thomas or Marchbank, didn't get injured. Yeah, 100. Yeah, right. um, so I think Cruiser got injured. Cruiser get injured? No, so Phillips. Phillips is done, done for the year. Yep. So that's unfortunate for Cruiser because I think he does need the chop out. Um, Patrick Cripps does not deserve 93, uh, and I watched his game. Top to bottom, and I, I actually even tweet like live tweeted about it, and on Facebook, I was watching Cripps's game the entire time. He had at least three to four free kicks that were not paid against him. He was falling in people's backs. He was copping people hot, like, over the shoulder with tackles, and not one of them got paid. Didn't have one free against for the entire match. He was lucky to get to that ninety three. I tell you what, and he played terribly. Now, I. Oh, it, it just doesn't suit him that that the way that Brisbane like Brisbane if because they were getting it very easily on the outside from from clearances the ball was spreading very very quickly and as soon as it gets away from the congestion Cripps is a liability so yeah, he, he runs wasn't slow. helping he runs slow Murphy was turning the ball over so he's good use he was actually d- taking kick I hardly even noticed him hey he was that poor oh, didn't really notice him. his his use was absolutely de- deplorable. Same with Kurnow. When Kurnow got the ball, so Ed Kurnow, this is, um, his use was actually really, really bad moving forward. Um, Charlie Kurnow did some good things and then did some bad things. And then and, dropped marks. Yeah, dropped <laughs> way too many marks. Multiple. Um, so, you know, what do you do about that? 
Um, and they just didn't have enough help. Yeah, outside of that, um, no one really showed up. That's the thing. Yeah. So outside of those guys that you're paying a lot of attention to, uh, guys like Matt Kenny, Petrescu Seaton, um, Pickett. Darcy Lang had a really bad game as Wright well. Wright had a bad game. Pickett did. There was just no like yeah. no clear Paulson. winners on the game. If the ball wasn't marked by Charlie Kernow, the ball had no presence in the forward line for, for Carlton. And they just kept going to him. And then, yeah, Walker and those guys were going back to help out. So, yeah, anyway. Um, but, yeah, good job by the Lions. Uh, next game, I might have to get out of the country. <laughs> Maybe to get uh, at Stradbroke Island or something. Uh, Port Adelaide and Saints. Uh, yeah, it was an okay game. Um, look, Saints were serviceable. Um, Porter on a heater. They, they could do some damage in finals. They're going all right. They're traveling not bad. Um, Jonas is a big out for them. He is. He's a massive out. So that really sucks. Sick and tired of seeing Rockcliffe scoring well, though. 121. Oh, that helped. Yeah, he's that a bit hurt. up and down, though. Yeah. I don't, but Still not averaging. No, he's going he's, he's going up. He's, he, I mean, look, as your M8 or, or M9, he's, yeah, he's, doing he's going fantastic. So you can't really complain. That is true. Um, yeah, Motlop really pulled it out this week with a 136. Um, I actually told um, told someone on Twitter this week they were looking for a one-week person that could uh, uh, come in for Heaney to get some points. And I said Charlie Dixon's that person because um, obviously the Saints didn't have really a tall defender with Carlisle and Brown out. Um, they really had Logan Austin coming in and they've got that rookie, uh, what's his name? Doug or something like that. Oh, what's his, he's in there somewhere. Anyway, um, so and Dixon kicked three goals in the last 10 minutes of the game and got up to 115, um, which, um, proved, I think he needed that. I think he needed to just, he grinded the whole game and presented and presented and presented and then comes out and kicks three goals in the last 10 minutes and actually, you know, got some reward for effort. So good on him for persisting. Um, Still not the highest average in key forward though, Chris. No, no, it was nowhere near it. No, Hawkins would have to be. Yeah, at this point, or I Frank, think, Franklin's, I think, getting beaten now by Hawkins. Have to be. Yeah, we'll have to have a look at the, the key forward. I mean, Jack Darling is probably still averaging more. Oh, yes, true. So that's a consideration. That is true. Robbie Gray got a 109. Yeah, uh, he was scaled up too. So he finished the game on, I think, 101 and got an eight-point scaling. So thank you very much for that, uh, the old champion data. Um, Westhoff. Same, same. Same, same, and it does some stupid things that cost you super coach points every single game, like gives away a stupid free kick or turns it over at the most ridiculous time. But then he does ridiculous things like he drops into defense and takes intercept possession marks. So, okay, you're forgiven because that's worth like 10 points just for that. So, um, yeah, they just, they just monstered, um, St. Kilda. And as I said, you know, Billings played really well. Uh, he could have had 20, 30 points extra on top of what he got, but, he just continually kicked the ball and got, got it smothered off the boot or kicked long into the forward line without looking and straight to a Port Adelaide player. Um, what was Ollie Wines doing? Uh, he got tagged by Steele. All so, right. Good yeah. job then. Jay. Yeah, Steele did a really good job. and he, uh, That's the second scalp in a week. So who did um, Steele take last week? Oh, you, you weren't watching. I was not. Um, so he was, who did uh, Saints play last week? Can you have a, a squeeze? I'll, I'll have a look on, on here, but um, That's fair. I saw Armitage playing a lot more forward though. Um, big he, body forward, he hard to match three up. Three goals, on. so you yeah. have thirty possessions and three goals. The, the guy, and he's actually gonna. If you're looking for a quick cash grab, I think he's top three for cash game this week, and Jeez, it, no, good he's for got a, draft, a negative break good, even. So good for a draft option, I saw a couple of drafts pick him up this week already. Yeah, uh, and uh, Gresham's actually killing it at the moment too. 
Yeah, I picked Gresham. him up in draft. Oh, you did? I had yeah. a look because he was up there. He's, he's up- had a couple of big games. I used him for one week only against Gold Coast and he went absolutely I nuts. think in the last month or five weeks or something like that, I think I saw a stat. Um, like a, he's averaging 100 or something. Yeah, sure. Fancy Freako put out a stat that Jay Gresham um, has the most goals plus goal assists. So he's been involved in more goals in the last four or five weeks. I think it was 26 than any other player in the AFL. Yeah, he's averaging 114 over the last three and 92 for the last five. Yeah, so uh, not a great draft smoke if he's sitting around on your draft, uh, draft watch. Yeah, I used him, when he used him for his big score. Um, yeah, um, so the previous week, uh, Steele took uh, Clayton Oliver and got him down to a 59. So Steele is the new... Who, who are they playing this week? That's something to note. Oh, geez, that's not good then. Uh, that's that's not good because they're versing actually a pretty good side, I think. No, nah, they're uh, playing... Oh, I love this. Yes, they're playing Carlton and the, oh, you've got to take Crips, right? Yeah, that he, makes he, me more cautious now because I was actually on a VC danger in draft into Crips. Ooh. So I might just take the danger train, right? Oh, yeah, that's that's tough. Um, we'll, we'll have a look at the captains, captaincy options a little bit later, but yeah, I wouldn't... Um, I wouldn't be looking at a uh, a Cripps VC at all with that steel tag looming. He's been uh, in really, really good form. So. Yeah, but Cripps is more of an inside man than, well, I guess Oliver is too. Ollie Wines? Yeah, true. Um, Clayton Oliver? Yeah, true. Right. <laughs> Do you want to just pipe down Chachi, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, outside of that, I mean, the Saints did, you know, they, they went okay. It's just it's not good. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how to describe their season. It's but other than a train wreck because they should have been making finals this year based on last year's performances. Um, they, they I think I had, had, I think I had the missing draw. I had them missing the finals this year. I had them just outside, but not by much. I think I had Melbourne just inside the eight, and them ninth or tenth. Well, mind you, I had Collingwood missing as well. And no, I think everyone had Collingwood missing. So, so. Uh, okay, going to the uh, Dogs versus Hawks. I actually did watch a little bit of this game, Chris. Excellent, because I missed it. It was, a, I think, it was on the same time as uh, another game. Oh no! Uh, wait, yes, was it? Well, this one got played a little bit over in uh, Fiji. And um, oh yeah, it was. I just, so saw, on the I same just saw I just saw Johansson just running and dominating. I saw a little bit of the game, but um, yeah, it was on the same time as the Melbourne Fremantle game, which Bloody I watched. Bruised. So. Um, yeah, Bruce for the sixth goal. So again, um, well, Cyril's not there. Yeah, you said it. Uh, so if he's if he's one of the main targets in the forward line, he's going to score pretty well. I don't expect a one sixty five from him. He's, he's actually had a couple of big scores this year. Yeah, really big, stupidly scores. big. Um, but he also had a lot of um super coach scoring points. So there it was, and I watched um. Uh, AFL 360 yesterday as well. And there was this one moment where the ball comes in and he not, he did a, a knock-on to advantage goal assist. So that actually counts. Well, he's, so, had a, he's had a 142, a 122, a 124, a 131, and a 165 this year. Yep. What's he averaging over the year? 98.1. Wow. So that would probably put him in the top 10, um, close to top 10 forwards. Yeah, that's hectic. To, to, and I and I dropped him in draft. Yeah, I know. Well, and he I, had two I wanted, 40s in a And in I a wanted row. to pick him up, but someone else did because I obviously I'm ahead. Anyway. I picked. I had a couple of those scores in my cycle, but then he had dropped a couple of 40s, and I thought, oh, well, I think Puopolo came back and he affected it, and yeah. um, Cyril was likely to come back as and well. And Cyril's then, obviously toast. Yeah. So. Uh, Gunston, 123, Mr. Well, Consistent. He came back because he had a really poor first half, didn't kick a goal. And then I think he kicked three goals in the in the third quarter when they so the second half and the first half were two different games, weren't they? So there was a very close game in the first half, and then Hawthorne and then just, Hawthorne went, just went. See you later. Bye. Oh yeah, for sure. And the dogs again. Bye, Felicia. Just, well, the dogs just don't have anything in the second half. That's a couple of times this year. I think it was against yeah. Collingwood. They how they just didn't score really in the second half. Just well, I think, getting um, dominated. 
I think, uh, again, Johannesson had 90-something points in the first half. And then uh, so the rest of his points were all in the second half. Um, and he didn't touch the ball much until the last quarter. So uh, they might have – did they lock him down, did you see? I think um, – I didn't, I didn't notice catch. anything personally, but uh, – No, but uh, just, yeah, dominated. So, I mean, Sicily again, 92. Amira is actually strung a little bit of good form together. Nothing crazy, but just hundreds and, and you know, the odd shit score, obviously, but that's Amira. Yeah, I, I chatted to someone on Twitter. Someone mentioned that oh, they're looking at him next year as a possible um, midfield inclusion. I just don't see it. Um, I think it's going to be too expensive – um, I don't think he's got the potential to be a top 10 mid next year. He hasn't shown it this year. So you're just basically guessing and saying, oh, yeah, I think he might be all right. I think yeah. it'll be too expensive. He'll probably be around somewhere 520 to 550. Yeah. Or which Crips. is like the Crips price this year or. Um, yeah, or Crouch last year, he yeah. averaged like 91. So you're kind of hinting at around the same. Plus, there's no discount on Amira this year. No, either, you so. won't get a discount on him. And I think. Well, you might as well just you're guess just that. Guessing. You might you're as well just, just guess that McCluggage, McCluggage will be top 10 well, forward, you know? Um, I actually don't mind McCluggage next year. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying it's a guess. Well, at least you've seen some, yeah, a little few hints. If you look at his, he's actually, um, I think he's got 500s this year. Um, right. So he's had a lot of low games, like he's had some 40s yeah, and 50s. Yeah. But he's at five, I think five. So tons. like the old Isaac Heaney kind of peak a little. Yeah, but you think that's going to be more consistent as he gets exposed to more mint time and as Brisbane get better. Yeah, I'm so with I you. do like McCluggage next year is a little bit of a, a POD in the, if he gets forward time because I don't know if he'll actually get forward mid flexibility like he has this year. So. Oh, Crozier again, another smoky one. Uh, wait, I think he's playing a bit of defense. Yeah, he's had a couple of big rounds actually. Good old Crozier, uh, particularly the last month. Yep. So if you have a look. Um, Okay, so he had a 82, followed by a 97, followed by a 137, a crappy score of 69, and then backs it up with another 108. So, I mean, he's actually not doing too bad for draft anyway, averaging 104.7 the last three, 98.6 the last five. Yeah, not bad. Uh, so, it's a bit of a role change, I believe. So Yeah, definitely um, playing behind the ball. And um, I, I, look, I always thought that the guy had talent, but he never got enough of the pill. No. So... Yeah, that getting him behind the ball where he can actually use his skills, I think that's really helping them. And I mean, especially with Bailey Williams now, you know, out for the next month, they maybe that. And here's the thing: like, was it was Brad Lynch in such good form in the in the twos that that forced Williams to play forward that week that he did before he got injured, or was it more to accommodate? We want more distribution from Crozier because he's going so well. It'd be interesting to see what Luke Beveridge's take is on that. But, yeah, interesting. Never trust him. Uh, Melbourne versus Fremantle, the, the game that I wish I put the captaincy on goal. Yeah, right. Um, so, look, I mean, everyone could see this coming. Again, Melbourne with 24 behinds. Um, Freo were never in this game. They were never even close to in. But some absolutely massive scores. First of all, from Clayton Oliver, who actually moved forward and switched roles with Christian Petrarca. So one thing that uh, I really liked uh, on the couch last night, so Nathan Jones literally said, um, yeah, we actually switched their roles completely. So um, Clayton Oliver played more forward and was playing that sort of half forward, forward hybrid role that, that swings into the midfield. And Petrarca was playing more on the ball. Both of them got massive upswings in their scoring. So I think Petrarca had a 138. Um, Oliver had a 154 and looked good hitting up in the forward line. Um, didn't take he, – there's a couple of times where he, he could have gone more. He could have gone bigger. Dropped a couple of marks that he probably should have taken um, and didn't really convert them. But, um, may they, they may have found a, 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 a nice spot there for Petraka in that midfield if he can get the sort of ball that he got in that game. Thing is, I don't know if he's going to be an accumulator like – He's getting close, Chris. 
Well, that's it. Yeah, side bet. So yeah, that's what I needed. Kurt has a thirty-nine and one thirty-eight. Yeah. Um, so so those that paid attention during our preseason, we have a couple of bets that we had during the preseason, um, and one of them was uh, who would average more out of Kurnow versus Petraka. Um, I chose Kurnow, Charlie Kurnow, that is, and uh, and Ben chose Petraka. Oh, currently it's a three points. Is it three points? Less than less than three points per game. It is uh, two point one points. Two point one points per game, game between uh, <laughs> Petraka and and Kurnow. After that that week of massive disparity, we also had one between uh, Bontempelli and Pendles. Yeah, and Pendles smacked out. Pendles with a one sixty two. All of a sudden, he's five points ahead per game. Um, and the Not other five one, five points, is it? Yeah, it's Bont's it, like one. So it, it put Pendles up to one hundred six, mm. and Bont's at one hundred one after a, he got a forty eight this week. So again, like the massive disparity. Fuck. Yeah, I know. Fuck. Yeah, exactly. So Pendles is up five points Bloody per game. Bloody law. Yeah, right. Let's <laughs> blame it on Trelaw. It's Trelaw's fault. Um, Never again. And the other one was uh, Lance Franklin and Charlie Dixon. So oh, I'm killing you that yeah, one. Yeah, so Franklin's averaging 95 and, and that Dixon's was the draft, averaging 80. And that was a draft so. pick, I believe, too, Chris. The yeah, one. yeah, it could, yeah. It could really impact me. But I think yeah, I'd, rather I'll just tank it. I'd rather win the 100 I'll just tank it so that I come last again, so that you don't get any Dixon picks. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, just kidding. Um, so look, outside of that, um, Brayshaw continues to impress again. Um, I guess getting a lot of outside ball. One thing I really liked was the Brayshaw brothers. They they got into each yeah, other quite a bit. So good. That was so good. So uh, um, Andrew Brayshaw tackled Angus or something and like rubbed, pushed him into the yeah, ground. Like, into fucking him. get into your arm. Yeah. There was one point where um, they definitely were going at it pretty hard, and Petraka came over to break it up, and then realized that they were brothers and went, ah, oh, nah. <laughs> let it, let it, just let him go. Um, so that was really cool. I thought that was awesome. Um, I'd already explained the frustrating thing about uh, McDonald in the game, 75 so, at halftime. It's like, are you going to do anything about this? I'll allow it. I'll allow it. <laughs> I'll allow it. There's no fines there, mate. I can tell you that. I wonder if they did, because they, they did get into a bit of a scuffle, but nothing serious. Again, it's like, well, those knows? fines they, are stupid. They though. seem to be handing out 15 fines a week. It's for, for what? Like, like just getting a little bit of, like, dude, play under 15s and you get that. Like, just stupid. Um, it's just dumb. What, one one that I really I took a lot of notice of because he's in my draft team there and he's been disappointed two weeks in a row is Liam, uh, Luke Ryan, sorry. Yeah. Um, so 68. Uh, what's happened, Luke? Like, you know what? Seriously? I'd, you know what? Like, I, I do agree with you. You know what I'd like to see, Chris? What's that? Them take all their fine money and put it on the pisser for the Brownlow night. And just watch Favola, just you know, a Favola incident. All the fines, boys. I tell you what, they all your call mu- it the, fa- the Favola fund, the Favola fund. All your fines go into the pisser for I'm the Brownlow so, night. I reckon we should totally. That'd be hilarious. Let's tweet, uh, tweet well, Big Fev into them, it. You're giving them their money back, but in like you know, Moe and bottles of scotch or whatever. Yeah, go for it. I reckon that would be awesome, and I reckon we need to get Brendan Favola on board, and maybe he can announce it on the footy show. We should yeah, tag him. He this can week. tell everyone what their funds are up to. <laughs> tag. We got a new idea for the for the uh, fines every week. Is yeah. that it goes into the Favola fund. No, we call it the Steven Seagal fund. <laughs> <laughs> Pressure point. Pressure point. Pressure point. Save us a girl. Save us a girl. I like it. I love Fev. I do. I love. I love that guy. Just the character of the game. Who doesn't love him? Uh, Walters went with the 104, which was good for people who still have him, unlike me. Um, but yeah, like they literally didn't show up. They barely got the ball in their forward line, and when they did, barely anything happened unless Walters was touching the ball. So. Um, that was that game in a nutshell. That's that. That's that, this is me in a nutshell. Oh, this is me in a nutshell. So nutty. Oh, did you nutshell. see Max Corn absolutely shank that ball from fifteen meters? Oh, out I did see that front? one actually. 
Oh <laughs> god, Maxi. That was Maxie, the worst kick. Your, it was like work on your set shot goal kicking from in front. It was nearly like you know those memes how it's like, hey, what are you doing? I'm just going home. Oh, my parents are away, and they're like, <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what his kick did. His, just, his kick just took the late exit. I thought it was out in the full. So he was like just 15 meters out. Otherwise, so it did I. I thought it was out in the full, but yeah, his <laughs> kick was literally like the late exit to go to the chick's house. <laughs> yeah, straight out. Oh, that was fantastic. Um, now North versus the Gold Coast, so. Um, it was competitive for a little bit until North really kicked away. Gold Coast fought. They, they fought hard in this game. And uh, it, it's tough when, yeah, none, none of them, all, they've had a lot of injuries, of course. The, moving the ball forward is really, really shit for them right now, to be completely honest. Yep, their tall I, targets I, aren't doing much. I think they're lacking leadership too. Like even their leaders don't act that enthused. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like one of those... Took took tagged um, Higgins and did restrict his amount of possessions, but his impact was still massive. So one thing that I did notice that even though he didn't have the amount of disposals he would usually have, when he did touch the ball, something generally happened. I think his DT was something like 65, but he got 111 supercoach. So, um, yeah, even with a a fairly stiff tag from Took Miller, um, good on you, Higgins, for just pulling that out for people who do have him. Yeah. Goldie continues with a 133, hey? I know. So he's now averaging what um, uh, Nick Nat is averaging. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Basically the same, except he's having a better run. So 125 yeah, on- for the last three, 122.2 the last five. And someone asked me um, last week on Twitter while you were away, um, is it worth trading Goldstein to Grundy? Um, and you just can't. Cause Not at the moment. You can't he's- right now. Oh, I mean, even though, of course, this week you would have gained another 17 points, but don't trade someone who's average 120. Like, there's just as much chance that next week, you know, Grundy has an 80 and Goldie comes out and smashes another 130. Well, his break even's 99. He could almost, if if I think if it gets to the point where it's, he nearly matches the price and it's not going to cost you much more because he's already like 560k Goldie now. Mm. He's run a form. So he could save a trade and if their prices do match. If their prices are close to matching, I'd jump 100%. I would jump. If I had trades, I'd go. Here's what you could do. So look at your opposition and then make the trade based on whether they do or don't have him. So if they don't have him, or let's say that, that he's got Goldie. Well, tell you what, the 5% of teams that still have Goldie would be loving life at the moment after yeah. the, after the, well, they, the a tough large, start. A large portion of them were just probably forced into holding him. Yeah. You know, there was no option at the time. Well, even like, uh, was it Maddie or Grimshaw or whatever, the other guys? Grimston. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, one of those boys had Goldie and was stuck with him, and now it's kind of working out all right. Well, um, I think Marcus from Supercoach Coach, and I listened to their pod as well. So if you don't listen to them, get on them, because uh, this is unfortunately, I think, their last year of doing the pod. Um, but love those guys. And FB Donkey. Um, so FB Donkey posted that Marcus actually traded out um, uh, Goldstein. I think the week before to someone else. Can't remember who he did. He traded him to, but obviously he's just been like this right before. God, is that Peter Donkey? That's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, for his purple pad, and then he traded him back in. <laughs> so, no way. Yeah, two trades. I, I don't know who he went to, but he went straight back to. Um, oh, it was Cruiser. And then Cruiser, I think, went down for a week and he traded him back into Goldstein. So, the old two burner. FB Donkey, yeah. Um, anyway, uh, I think, um, I don't know if there's much more to touch on from this game, Chris, to be honest. Nah. Um, uh, you know, I think, um, Anderson uh, yeah. did okay with that setting the world He lot. looked like he got injured and, uh, um, he might be a test for this week, but he looked like he was limping off the ground at one point. So, um, just keep an eye on that. Yep. Not surprised Jacob's got a hundred because there's no one to tag from the Gold Coast. Yeah. And he didn't, he didn't really run it, Zach. <laughs> There wasn't really a clear option anyway. Chris, your time to shine. Oh, 
Collingwood <laughs> so and Essendon. Um, well, it was a great game to watch. Like from a, uh, uh, did you watch the game at all? No, I saw get- it was very low scoring at the start, and Essendon were kind of. <clears throat> looked like they had it in the balance, and then Collingwood got a, a, a firecracker lit up their backside and pulled it out in the last sort of what yeah. quarter and a half. It was an interesting game because it was probably 50-50 for, um, uh, I'd say, like it, it, Collingwood definitely owned the first quarter of the game, and then they definitely owned the last quarter of the game. So in the middle was where Essendon came in. So the second quarter was Essendon's definitely. The third quarter was a bit of a um, struggle both ways. And I think there was one point between both teams at the end of uh, the first half and at the end of the third quarter. Um, the difference was 100% Scott Penelbury. Um, I actually posted about it, but I don't think I've seen him play a better single quarter. So he, he had 14 disposals and six clearances and just completely dominated their midfield in that period of time. Um, I mean, you did have Grundy as well that was just palming it down to him. Like, it was like... Like they, they released all the tags, played attacking from the midfield at the, especially at the center clearances, but they just weren't playing defensively at all on a guy that can literally kill you. Like it's not death by a thousand cuts. It's, it's daggers at stabbing you every single time. Um, and his disposal inside the 450 was really good. Dugowie stood up. Mason Cox stood up. Mason Cox took two clutch marks in the defensive 50. Well, I did see that tap. Oh, yeah. I mean, but he's been Goal doing that all year and mm. it, like, it, to his credit, he fed them. Yeah, he's he's actually smart enough to know if he's not actually going to be able to mark the ball, he's trying to palm the ball in a direction that's going to be benefit to his team. Oh, 100 percent. I mean, Cox fed them a mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! He did he spoon fed them that's straight good. up? Very well done again, sir. Um, can I I'll say that I'll Chris played a really good game? Don't tell anyone that. Chris, his 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 leg speed through the middle of the ground was a difference at points in time because he was able to, and he had fairly good delivery into the forward line too. Um, yeah. It, it, there was one stage where uh, I think it was Goddard was coming across as the spare defender and they were going to, they were going to hit each other and Chris sold him candy and Goddard went straight past him. It <laughs> sounds like the best thing ever. And he just kept running through and then just lace out to, I think it was Dugowie in the pocket. Can anyone so. send me that clip? That'd be great. Oh, it was hilarious. You know how much God. I love, you know how much I love I Goddard. I love it. Now we do have to touch on the elephant in the room. So it was Chris, a lot of conjecture. Chris getting 49? Oh, he did have a, a, a lower game. Um, that's, I, look, that's not the elephant? At the end of the day, I think Essen did a good, good, did a really good job at not allowing Collingwood to play the way that they did. However, Collingwood also did the same to Essendon. Collingwood didn't allow them to use the midfield um, to run through at all. They shut down the corridor, and that's where they've been killing teams last few weeks. So you took you take out Sa- Saab was playing on Stevenson and got towed up. Uh, McKenna barely had the had enough touches and never really ran with the ball. The one that they left the chain was Devin Smith, and they allowed him to do it because his disposal is sometimes questionable. But he was killing us at times. Yep. Um, I just thought that um, overall, f- four quarters, they just outlasted them. And the uh, Bombers did have injuries, so they lost Ambrose, I think, early. Um, they've lost Jake Stringer, did a calf, and they he played out the game, which is silly, but they just had to do it, I think. And I think they had another injury as well. Um, so, yeah, that's probably – they just out, outlasted um, – Will Hoskin Elliott, he'll be back yeah. this week, uh, they reckon. Yeah, bruised, so it's just bruised. Hop to hit. If he does come out, it would only be a one-weeker. Um, but Flynn Appleby is gone. So anyone that, that kept Sam Murray, he might be in, in this week. So it'll be interesting to see who they replace Flynn Appleby with. But I think the one that 
replaced him. Yeah. Or he and was he's, replaced and he's by. Definitely serviceable. I think the big thing for me was that they didn't really have a, a match for you know like Tagoe as well. That matchup. No, so didn't. there's in at the end of the day. That quarter where you had Pendles and everyone go nuts, they didn't yeah. have an answer for Pendlebury. And it's not, you know, death by a thousand cuts, as you are saying. It's more like death by machete. Yeah. Um, he was chopping Literally, it was like, yeah, he walks into the forest and just starts hacking hacking yep. a path for himself. No worries, do whatever you like. Yep. Um, yeah, and, uh, yeah, didn't have a match for Dugowie because those goals that he kicked were just crucial. Yep. And Stevenson, Stevenson early and Dugowie late. And, the, like... They their matches that they were hitting on them were either too tall that couldn't go with them on the run or too small but could go with them on the on the run. So you had Yasato McKenna who were fast but they weren't tall enough, or you have a, a Hurley or Hooker that were tall but not fast enough. So yeah, on the lead sense. they were getting outdone, and uh, that's going to be a problem for anyone playing Collingwood in the near future because that's how they're setting up. Um, what was Hurley's role like, Chris? Uh, great in the first half because again, so. Uh, Essendon were really good at forcing Collingwood to kick long down the line. Collingwood don't have tall targets because they, they they were down, but they did have my check obviously in Cox. But early in the game, they weren't taking those marks and they weren't able to compete. And when it was going long to the contest of a Stevenson or a Dugowie early, uh, Hurley was just floating in and taking innocent marks. Then I think it was after half time. So I think in the first half, he must've been on 80 or 75 or similar. Um, and then he stopped his score. His scoring just went absolutely plateaued. So yeah, so he's got a hundred for the game. Yeah, not a bad option though. He's still cheap for those looking yeah, to I, fill their lineup. I, I don't mind him too I much. I can't get short. I can't get short of him either. No, I, I looked, looked, That's why I, had, I was trying. I could I was only like, go oh, short. I, I could only nah. go short of Webster, and I'm like, that'll do. <laughs> yeah, I wish I could go short of Webster. <laughs> <laughs> um, so look, it was. I thought it was a fantastic game. The elephant in the room is, of course. Um, and what every Essendon fan is screaming about is the free kicks that uh, were yes. awarded for the last couple of weeks. Yeah, and it's not just this week, but and look, I, I I concur that there was definitely a couple of questionable calls, but there wasn't as many as everyone says. And Collingwood also got some real questionable calls, and it was more like Dugowie mark, marks the ball clearly on the half forward line, and it's called play, like play on, and they throw it in on the well, sideline. Remember, remember how everyone from the dogs, like the dogs, used to get all these free kicks, and then everyone complained, and then they go back and look at them, going, "No, well, every one of them were free kicks." Or yeah, you know, like as in it's so much. I think it would be interesting. Um, but it's one of those things. It's like if you're being held on to, you start complaining to the umpire, so at least they're aware of it. Yeah, I think it's one of those things. There was, they complain, and now they're like, "Oh, we'll have a look at." Yeah, it a bit like more. there was a moment where I mean, it could have gone either way, but Taylor Adams had the ball. He was getting tackled. He was getting spun around. Um, and the tackler actually landed in his back. Now, nine times out of ten, um, if the tackler doesn't land in his back, that's going to be a holding the ball decision. But I, I actually don't agree with this, and I think it should have been holding the ball. However, they always pay in the back in that situation, well, and they shouldn't. I think the first free kick should count, but they always pay the in the back instead. Well, the funny thing sense? was, I think it was the Lions game. It must have been earlier in the early in the game. But uh, one umpire called a throw and the other one called in the back and both of the whistles happened at the same time. And then time, they threw it up. And then yeah. they threw it up. Yeah. Good. That's what should... Because uh, it's like 100%. beep, throw, and the other one's like yeah. beep in the back and they both look at each other going, oh, well, he threw it as he was in the back, so oh, yeah. we'll just go ball up. Oh, do you know Dugowie cost... Uh, Dugowie, um, Goddard cost in the game, hey? Again? Yeah, so he gave oh. away a professional free kick, which is an automatic 50-meter penalty. What? They didn't give him pretzels? No, so uh, uh, Pendlebury and Sidebottom are running along the wing, and they were going to do a one-two. So it was the handball. Sidebottom gave away the handball, and then uh, obviously Goddard was the only defender, so he went to try and wrap around, and Goddard physically held him so that he couldn't receive the next handball, which is a, a professional free kick because you're yep. literally stopping him from 
running at the play. Um, and they get, gave away an instant 50 meter penalty. So, and that got him to oh, within wow. goal scoring range and he kicked the goal. So, um, thanks, Goddard. I wonder how many pretzels got knocked over there. <laughs> a couple of cartons, I reckon. Um, so, yeah, but I thought, again, I thought it was a brilliant game. I think Essendon are definitely going better than what they think. Uh, Merritt absolutely killed us. Um, I can't but like, it's just the criti- the one criticism I always have of Buckley's coaching is if someone like Merritt is absolutely just absolutely murdering you, surely put someone to him. Anyone. Put Sire on him. You know, like big body mid, just body him out of the contest. I just, it was really frustrating to watch him just absolutely kill us. Yeah, but he's actually had a pretty good run lately as well. He scored a... Uh, 120, a 112, a 118, and a 130 now in the last four games. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he's actually pieced together for some, uh, for those that held him. So the 12% of teams, uh, I know he's averaging pretty bad, like 95 for the year, but, uh, for those that got him in nice and cheap, uh, he's averaging 120 for the last three and 116 for the last five. So good well, on you. It's, it's a question that, I mean, I'd love to ask a coach. Why was Zach Merritt being tagged so heavily in the first part of the year? And then not in the second half. Like, what is the purpose of that? Well, so it's kind of like it's kind of like the old, you know, Stanton from Essendon back in the day. You know how he would just start off and go nuts, and everyone goes, "Oh, that's right, he's a good player." So he has like a good yeah. first five games, and then gets nothing for the rest of the year because but they pay it's attention. In to reverse him. this year, so it's in the reverse, they put attention to him, and then they, it's almost like they forget. They forget it's effective, and they just go, "Oh, that's fine." I I, I personally don't know why you start a game and don't have a tag on merit because his disposal can kill teams. So, yep, to shame. Uh, the last game, probably game of the round, I think, Chris. Well, I, 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 I flicked it over afterwards and did watch the rest of this game, and it was awesome. Um, so Kelly was getting tagged, uh, which was not good. Um, Hutchings took that tag. Yeah, that's um, Still managed to score a night. Look, and, and I loved Mark Robinson's take on this game, is that the midfield who was dominating at the time influenced the decision. So in the first half, the, uh, you know, the West Coast midfielders were on top, and they got up in front. The third quarter, uh, GWS's midfielder, so Ward, Kelly, and Coniglio massively started lifting and, and, and Lockie Whitfield as well. And when they started dominating and getting the ball forward, they started to win. And they did get in front, I think, twice, but just couldn't go with them. Then it was Yo and Gaff that were really the difference. Redden had a fantastic game as well. Yeah, he, um, and he'd been quiet for the last yeah. month, Redden. I actually dropped him in draft because... um. Uh, Prestia got a 99. I was like, yeah. oh, cool. Well, Redden is doing horrible, so I just booted him. And then next minute, 154. Pretty much. I- I'd still say Yo is best on for me. Uh, unbelievable. When he gets the ball, this everything happens. So he's so effective by foot. I Like, he just knows the – I think he's a really smart footballer as well, so he knows where to kick the ball. Even when he's clearing the ball, he's not actually kicking, like looking at where he's kicking. He just knows where to kick the ball to. He's just that smart of a footballer. But he does everything because he he was taking intercept marks in the defensive 50. He was tackling like an absolute machine. He was getting on the outside of Nick Nat's ridiculous taps because Nick Nat was in form, even though he's injured apparently. Um, he was absolutely he'll be, he'll be right. So Another yeah. mark of the year contender. He'll be right. Yeah. Oh, that, I, I don't know how you're going to beat that. That was huge. Yeah, big mark. And I think Scott Lysett was in that pack too. It was, so it wasn't like it he was went up, a, Yeah, he went up and over and then flopped on his yeah. back. Yeah, good mark. I'll tell you what, massive, massive mark. Um, can you go stopped? So, yeah, he was on fire early. Yeah, he was on fire, and I was looking forward to seeing a 120-130 from him and just, for whatever reason, just stopped, and I don't know why. Um, same with Ward. Ward, again, was going really, really well and then stopped and kicked a really crucial goal. Um, but, yeah, I actually thought the Jettos played really well. It was a great game. It's just um, I really wish they won just because I, I do want to see GWS in the finals because I think 
GWS, if they had a full complement of, of players... Well, they're starting to come back now, so that they yeah. it's not without, out of reach. So I, I'm not writing off GWS until they're they physically... two points out of the eight. Yeah, until they physically can't make yeah. it because... And percentage doesn't matter for them, so... No, because of the two points. But uh, I think with uh, Toby Green and... and um, and Delidio. Delidio coming back in, like yeah. they could be a whole other team. And you look at how better they are, um, you know, with Kelly and that sort of stuff in their side. I reckon they could be really, really da- like dangerous. Um, one thing I really enjoyed was uh, again on the couch last night. Phil Davis. Um, Phil Davis said um, it, they were doing their you know um, worst things of the week that happened, and he's like, you know, you know, what you don't want to be is you don't want to be. Um, the guy that's trailing in, the guy that just took mark of the year because you're going to be on the back of every newspaper for the next 10 weeks or whatever. And you see, like, he's on he's on Nick Nat and he's just watches, he's running in behind him and Nick Nat takes this massive mark and Phil Davis just runs in behind. <laughs> His teammate gets crushed, I think it was like Aiden Core or something, and he's just like, just looking at him. <laughs> so it's pretty, yeah, it's pretty funny. Good on Phil. I, I, again, I thought that if you get a chance to watch last night's episode, it was absolutely fantastic with the players. Completely different way. Paddy Dangerfield, very well spoken. Yeah. Uh, I, if he really wanted to, he's got a massive future in media. Oh, I think so. I think he's absolutely brilliant. So I don't know what his plan is post football, but uh, yeah, people just listen when he talks. Yep. So yeah, on. he could actually become one of those like um, like Hocking or whatever. You know, what I mean, like one of the big big guns for the AFL at some point. Yeah, I think he's probably more going down that pathway. But yeah. um, I'd prefer to see him in the media, but. Um, maybe he just doesn't like the line. Well, maybe he'd be better than Lingy, you know. <laughs> well, I think anyone's better than Lingy. And BT, hey? Uh, I, do, I don't mind the old BT. Uh, I, uh, I don't I mind a bit BT. Of flag for it. Oh, yeah, a guy unfollowed us for, yeah. for saying that BT, uh, we don't mind BT. Like, come on, bro. Like, oh, but Do you think we give a shit if you unfollow us because you hate BT? I, I, I don't mind BT, but I take him with a, a grain of salt, and I just laugh at him. Uh, yeah, exactly he, right. He's like, you know he makes, like, he makes silly mistakes, yes, but... I, I like the difference that he adds. He's completely different from any other. Every other commentator tries to go down that same path. They try to speak in that same tone. They don't make anything interesting. I, I like the way that he makes different names sound different. Like um, someone was saying, um, d- yeah, is it annoying when uh, he says par fit? Because he really gets into the fit. He goes par fit. Like I, I actually, again, I like that. Like it's just something completely different. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't anyway. know. He's definitely not the one that um, really annoys me anyway. So, um, yeah. So West Coast are trucking along nicely. Uh, that was definitely a very big clutch win. Yeah. Uh, I think Likely to get back Darling this week. Um, they may not get back uh, Kennedy, but they may also. So um, they said that. Uh, Jack Darling's closer than Kennedy. They both might not play, but of the two, um, Darling's a little bit closer. Um, so it'd be interesting to see because if they if if they both come back, Collingwood are going to massively struggle because they don't have the defenders to go with them. Yeah, Collingwood have a very tough four weeks coming up as well. Yeah, um, I think um, it really depends on this next game. Actually, Collingwood versus uh, West Coast. Is that the G? the G? Yes, that's so. a massive swing in Collingwood's favour. but I do agree. Yeah. Uh, but that being said, they are very close. And that top four is really wide open. I mean, Swans are on 40. Their oh, percentage yeah. isn't too bad. But they're only one win behind Port, West Coast and Collingwood. Yep. Um, it's, yeah, very much up in the, up in the air, I think. I think, um, I mean, the teams at the top of the ladder this year, because, I mean, teams like Carlton have won one game, a lot of the teams at the top are very close because well, they're just being that, dominated nor- by the Normally 11 wins them. would get you into the finals. and Or 12, yeah, anyway. It's, it's going to be 13 well, yeah. this year. It will be. Yeah, well, it has again. to be because at the moment you have uh, so many teams on nine wins yep. and there's still 
what is it, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, and 23? You've still got seven teams that are realistically an outside chance like Adelaide and Essendon. Um, yeah. Outside of that, I think that's where it stops. So Essendon at 12th, yeah, well, if they have a, they'd have to have a run. For me, I think the Giants will get in and the Hawks will probably slip out. But the Hawthorne have actually a really easy back end of the year as well. So it's going to be interesting. Yeah, I think Melbourne are, the, are also questionable. I mean... Yeah, but the percentages are really good. Yeah, so it's a, it's a and, and that'll, that'll put them in good stead. But what Melbourne turns up on a certain day... Yeah. Uh, and they have a pretty tough draw as well. Yeah, that's true. See, so anyway, it's exciting by well, the that, GWS at 10th and only two points behind um, being... Yeah, essentially sixth. I had a um, I had a friend um, give me a save the date this uh, this year for September twenty second, and I was I was like, well, well, that's an interesting date. Like, why 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 September twenty second? Oh, she's like, oh, it's it's my um, my son's, and so they're a pretty close friend. Son's first birthday. I'm like, yeah, I'm probably going to be in Melbourne that week. Okay, hey? <laughs> oh. <laughs> just preempting the uh, preliminary final that Colin was going to be in, and and of course the consequent grand final the next week. So. You know, it's coming home. <laughs> Mate, this isn't England in the World Cup. Jesus. Go, go England, by the way. I wish Collingwood were coming, like, dead last or something. Uh, yeah, I think a lot of people wish that. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. But, you know. But it's not. It's us against them. Us against them. <laughs> and lucky we're the largest club in Australia. Oh, no, you're not now, are you? Richmond now. Nah, no, nah, definitely not the largest. We're not even close. Richmond and Hawthorne are way bigger than us at the moment in terms of Ooh, membership. Well, you used to be, right? Uh, I think in the like premiership. Maybe membership, yeah, but yeah. you're still one of the largest. You'd have to be oh, one in of the terms largest of turnover. Club. I think we're the largest, largest club, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. largest supporter base, probably just not members. Yeah. Anyway, look, um, I hope you've uh, enjoyed the coverage. Anyway, uh, has been lovely to be back. Uh, covering fun. This. Thank you yes. very much for coming back. I can't wait to actually watch my team this week. <laughs> uh, and by, by team, I mean my super coach team. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say because you're just going to watch Lions lose now. Uh, right? who, who are you looking for captains, Chris? Just quickly before, ah, we, before yes. we sign off. Sorry, yes, very very good to note. Um, so I definitely won't be going crisp. That's for sure. No, not after that. Um, look, I think VC. You could go a lot worse than going Titchell at um at the oh, US. So where's that? You oh, so that's down in Hobart. Is that, is that uh, US? So what's that? What stadiums? That must be in. Yeah, that's uh, Tasmanian oh, University. Yeah. yeah, Tasmanian University. So against the Lions, you go a lot worse than going um, Titch against the Lions. So I'd VC that. Yeah, Titch for sure. Then you can you've got options of anything. So you could go Gorn, which is the game straight after. If you've um, got enough time to have a look at your scores, then. Um, Merit. Sorry. If you have Zach Merritt against the Gold Coast, wouldn't be a bad option either. Well, he'll probably get the. You'd have oh, to say two. Miller take. He'll get the yeah. Tuk, tuk. Um. Sorry, Grundy. So if you've got Grundy. Yeah, versus Nick that though. Ooh, that's a tough one too. Yeah, I probably wouldn't do that. Um, yeah, that's, I mean, the captain choices, I think Titchell into Gorn into is probably Gorn. The, the number one. Um, unless you want to go some left field option, but I think that that yeah, Or is even if, yeah, clear. unless you want to go like a danger or someone really risky as you yeah. can see into, into a Titch. But yeah, Titch into Most Gorn. Most people are going to have him. Don't flirt with captain choices. Because they can really hurt you the other way. Like what happened to me? Yeah. Well, so if 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 you say, oh, I want to take a a pod captain, that could hurt you 30, 40 points. It's not like a pod um, normal player that might hit a one, 105 or 110. The captain's generally the one that you, you expect to average that or get the most that week and could go 130 to 150. So it can be a massive fluctuation in points. So don't flirt with it. If someone's informed, just lock them in. Ooh. So Titchell into, into Gorn's got to be your lock. Just some late news here, Chris. Lee and Ryan apparently um, drink driving and crashed into a tree. Ah, uh, the truth comes out, my friend. Yeah. 
So he was obviously in a car crash, and they hadn't released the you know what actually happened. But uh, yeah, he was he was out too late and was drinking, and he's broken the code of conduct. So he'll probably be out for a little while, I believe. I'll probably take him out for the rest of the season. I'd say. Yep. <sighs> Unlucky. Um, great talented player. Hope he um learns his lesson and comes back. Just have a chat to Joy to go. He'll uh, sort you out and get you a big contract. Yeah, and a six-pack. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, anyway, so, yeah, I think that's probably a good option. Uh, teach I think that's Gordon. the only one that's you probably, can go. That's probably the only way to go. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if you're going any other way, then you're, you're the only underselling other way, yourself. Yeah, the only other way you're going would be someone else into Titch as captain, but then, yeah, you, you don't get the double yeah. shake of the tree then. So, yeah. And I do like a double shake of the tree. The only other one I would suggest is if you're going either Titch to Grundy or, or Gorn to Grundy. Those yep. are the only other ones you could look at. Yeah, and I think the first one would be the better. Anyway, thank you again. Hope you have enjoyed. Um, that is us, Supercoach Insider. So you can find us, facebook.com forward slash Insider And Twitter, we are SC underscore, uh, SC underscore Insider underscore. Yep. Uh, so please do give us some love. I know most of you have, you know, most of your trades are done and your teams are pretty well sorted, but we do try and keep uh, giving you that content. And well, look, we're very much interested. You'll probably find in- me on Twitch as well sometime soon. Yeah, well, there you go. And um, <laughs> but I'm actually looking forward to next year as well, where we'll get to do a full preseason update and build the, our community as well, which has been great. And that's when most people pay attention, anyway, is when all these decisions are to be made at the yeah. start. So we Gonna do love it, and thank you very much. Hope you have enjoyed. And everyone knows what I bring to the table now, Chris. Yeah, they do. Yes, yeah, the banter, the quality, the, the absolute banter oh, and quality. I, I bring out some good ones now and then. You does, and then some horrible ones like the BLT joke. <laughs> it happens. But, you know, I, I say if you, you got to strike out, you got to strike or strike out. Either way. Yeah, you got to swing the bat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I do agree. Not swinging the bat. Anyway, guys, good luck and may your team be hashtag blessed, even if it doesn't have Caniglia or Hita. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. The C is for the courage I possess through the drama. H is for the hurt, but it's all for the honor. A is for my attitude, working through the patience. Money comes and goes, so the M is for motivation. Gotta stay consistent, the P is to persevere. The I is for integrity, innovative career. The O is optimistic, open and never shut. And the N is necessary, cause I'm never giving up. See, they ask me how I did it, I just did it from the heart. Crushing the competition, been doing it from the start. They say that every champion is all about his principles. Carry! Bye!